Yes, people, we are finally here. But before we say anything... Euro 2020 is finally here. Is football coming home? Time will only tell. Welcome to Albert JTV. If you thought one intro was good enough, there's going to be a second one. But before we get into it, ladies and gentlemen, Euro 2020 is here. Finally. Euro 2020 preview show. But before we get into anything, let's hit the intro. Yes, people, welcome to Albert Talks Podcast. Hashtag Euro 2020 preview. I've been looking forward to this. Guys, as you can see, I have a special co-host with me for the entire tournament. We will be doing match previews, reviews, phone-ins possibly, um, depending on our timing and availability. But Souls, I want to introduce you. Thank you for being my co-host for this Euro 2020, bro. Oh, this was in the pipelines for many, many many weeks even months maybe so you know it's, it's finally here all i'm saying is this is deluded souls this isn't gonna be you know arsenal souls this is it's coming home until it's physically impossible to come home so whilst we're in it is we're winning it i don't care nah souls yeah much respect to you man thank you for coming on people in the chat thank you for coming on in the live stream thank you thank you thank you thank you also smash the like button if you haven't already and hit the notification bell for when the era 2020 content does come out. So, people, not going to waste any time. Um, follow my follow my co-host Goodness Souls on his channel and Twitter. I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get the first guest on. And I'm going to bring him in. Big introduction. Big introduction. Should I say introduction? Mad Mac Gav Mac. Let's bring him to the stream, bro. <laughs> Mad Mac in the house. I see Holly put up a little comment saying two legends. I see there's three on the screen right now. <laughs> Big up yourself, Gunner Souls. Big up yourself, Albert, as well. Appreciate you having me on. Nah, Gav, thank, thank you for coming on last minute because inevitably with sort of live streams, people kind of, you know, they can't make it or for whatever reason. So I appreciate you coming on the channel at a very last minute notice. But yeah, um, let me sort of not waste any time, mate, because we haven't got you for long. Um, no Arsenal talk. I, I, I haven't done it really for a couple of months, I've been honest with you. Um, <laughs> but we have, but we obviously have Arsenal representation in Bukayo Saka, but which is which I personally think is fantastic. I get it from the point of view of Arsenal fans have been a little bit selfish, saying, "Oh, we don't need to go. Let him have a holiday, less games." I'm like, no, he deserves to go. But um, Gavs, um, I sort of want to ask you um, generally what you made of the England squad and. Were there any surprises or were there certain people that you sh felt should have been there but, but but were not there? I think after, once again, thank you very much for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. Um, but, um, yeah, the, 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 the main omission for me is James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. But then it's a case of who do you replace him with? And if you were to put him in the squad, does he start? So you can't really moan too much about it. The fact that Trent got injured 
it's a shame he got injured because um, I, I do think he's one of the best, if not at least, uh, worst case, second best right back that we have for England anyway. So to replace him with another defender who is versatile, I think is a great idea because Ben White can play anywhere along the back three if you play a back three. He can play in a in, in a right back position. He's turned out at left back once or twice, I believe, in his Leeds days, and he can yeah. also play as a, as a defensive central midfielder. Look, I know I know it was only a friendly, but you see when he when he played the other day, and the way he was just like drifting the ball out of the defence and then looking yeah. for a pass. We haven't really got that many forward thinking centre halves that could also do the defensive work as well. So yeah. I'm really happy that Ben White is part of the squad. I don't like the idea that Henderson is there because he he hasn't played enough minutes for me. Maguire yeah. is a little bit different because he got injured towards the end of the season and it's not a serious injury that's going to keep him out for months. But we're, Henderson, I think, is one of England one of England's most important players. But if yeah. you're not fully fit, then what is the point? I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to bring Souls in because he might want to ask you a bit more to elaborate, whether it be on the squad or a question he might genuinely want to ask you about the England squad or maybe even just the tournament as a whole. Mm. Yeah, no, I think, you know, Max's point was brilliant. And I think Roy Keane summed it up perfectly. Why are you going to take a babysitter with you? You know, if if they can't play. But I guess what my question could be to you is, overall, looking at the tournament yourself, who do you think is going to be the shock player in terms of, the one that you think will do really well, but actually has a stinker of a season, uh, tournament. For England? Or anyone. Yeah, England and yeah. E- either of the... Uh, for England? Uh, I reckon he's had a bit of a shocking second half of the season anyway. That's Raheem Sterling. And I've got a feeling that he's going to start. And it's yeah. a bit disappointing because if you turn around to anybody in the world, England fan or not, and said after the Nations League that it would not be Kane, Rashford, Sterling starting up front, people would laugh at you. They'd all take him okay. You mm. think that you're taking some form of drugs, and you're not. But but Rashford, he he will have a brilliant game and then a stinker. He's not yeah. consistent, and his stats tell one story, but the eye test tell another. So. Yeah. And then, and then Sterling, his, his first half of his season was a little bit like last season, just the way he he was unplayable. He was completely unplayable. But the second half of the season, he's been he's been poor. I think he needed a bit of time out from the game almost. You know, like, we could have dropped you for a couple of games, get your head together, and then come back in. I think that would have worked for him. But then, you know, like when you try and do something when things aren't going your way and then you're trying too hard to try and yeah. make something happen. That's yeah. what's happened to Sterling. And then in terms of in terms of anybody else, I do see one of the big guns, name-wise, having a poor tournament. And whether, when I say poor tournament, I mean more we expect a certain level. So for, I, I think that person's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is world-class. Where we're, everyone's expecting him to be top goal scorer or whatever, I think he's going to chip in, but I don't think he's going to live up to the level that everyone expects. So therefore, people, people, you know what Twitter's like. Twitter's evil. Yeah. If you're, yeah. you're you're either brilliant or you're terrible, you can never you can never be really good or okay. It's impossible. So they, they, Ronaldo yeah. will have yeah. an okay season. But sorry, sorry, Gavs. Yeah, now just to pick up on what you're saying, Gavs, about Ronaldo, it's it's interesting because. 
I would probably say, I don't know if Gunas always agrees with me and people in the chat as well. Um, I wouldn't say he's been written off um, in terms of not having a great time since he's gone to Juventus, but I think this will kind of fire him, a fire him up a little bit more because people are kind of thinking, mm, maybe this is the time now. He's 30, is he 34? Is he 36? 36, um, yeah. Yeah, 36. So people kind of sort of, people kind of saying, oh, you know, maybe this is the time that, you know, he's going to be on the back burner sort of thing. But I think that might fire him up, fire him up a little bit more. And, you know, mm. that Portugal squad, I mean, me and Souls went through some of the names before we came on the live stream. I was like, you know what? I know they're in a difficult group in the group of death as such, but they've got a seriously good players in that squad, guys. What do you what do you say to that? The squad is impeccable. Yeah, it is. It's impeccable. They've got they've got power in every single position. Yeah. Because uh, on MAD Sports Network, we're doing instead of doing like big shows and stuff, we're just doing morning or eight o'clock in the morning. We're putting out a little preview review, fifteen minute shows. So make sure that you you like and watch our stuff just for a little yeah. quite quick snippet. 100%. And then if for anybody else who's watching this right now, make sure you tune into this channel right here for your full roundups and all your full match previews and reviews as well. Make sure you do that. So you want a snippet? Come to MAD Sports. If you want the big thing, you want the main thing, come to yeah. this channel. That's what you that's what we're doing. But um, yeah, we 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 did um a daily preview daily preview. We looked after looked into each group by yeah. day by day, and we were looking that. out for who that's was true. doing what. I, I saw a couple of comments from you as well, so that's big love there, real talk. Yeah, cool. But yeah, that Portugal side, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do because if yeah. they if they I, I had Andre Silva, and that's my own personal vendetta. But he is a he's, he's he's got he's got he's got a, he's a he's a great striker. I just personally doesn't I don't like him. You know he probably doesn't like me either. But that's what it is. <laughs> but he has scored twenty six goals in the league this season. He wow. scored more goals in the league than than Haaland. Yeah, and he I just think he's a bit stat paddy because the way he scores goals, you know, they just bounce off him sometimes. You know, his movement has been good for a couple of the headers that he scored. And you know, I'm a massive advocate of the Bundesliga anyway. So yeah. I watch yeah. him week in, week out. But he's not going to start. I don't think he's going to start. I think they're going to start yeah. with Ronaldo through the middle. But then yeah. what are you going to play in the middle? Renato Sanchez deserves a start. But then where do you put Ruben Neves? Where do you put um, Bruno, Bruno Fernandes? Uh, Bruno Fernandes? Fernandes. Where, where, do yeah. you, where do you put Bernardo Silva? You know, uh, where where'd you put um his name just eluded me? I did this on the other day uh, as well. William Carvalho. Uh, William Carvalho, defensive midfielder. So, yeah. like, where where where'd you put him? Yeah. What do you do with Joao Cancelo? Do you play three yeah. at the back? Do you play five? Uh, do you, it, it, they've got a wealth of talent all over the place. It's brilliant. And, and Pepe's still and Pepe's still playing, isn't he? And he's playing yeah. well. Wow. He's not just wow. playing, he's playing well. Yeah. He's 37 years old, he looks like yeah. he's 25. Very, very street smart defender. When and when I talk about street smart people, um, the tricks of the trade. Um, mm. uh, that's what I will the say. S housery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the lyrics. What the lyrics are like on it. Yeah, <laughs> but Gavs and um, Stoles, I sort of bring you both in really for this question. England, sort of touch on the squad. We we'll go for it. Obviously, we ignore Trent, but um, what one player in the England squad, Gavs? Come to you first. Are you who's the, who's the kind of person you're looking out for? Um, for me personally, it might surprise some people. Um, it'd be interesting to see how Drew Bellingham, but Drew Bellingham will get on. I actually think he might get more minutes than you than you're sort of bargain for. But 
Yeah, what do you what do you make? What's what's the one player you're looking out for, Gavin England squad come this tournament, mate? Oh, but I'm with you a little bit on the Bellingham thing because once again, Bundesliga guru over here, uh, myself and Devo on MAD Sports Network, love a bit of Jude Bellingham. But I'm interested to see how the formation is going to be and how they deploy Mason Mount. Because I want to see whether they are thinking, right, we're going to play a 4-2-3-1. Is he going to play in the hole? Or is he going to play alongside a Declan Rice or a Calvin Phillips? Be very intrigued to see what he does there. I would like to see Declan Rice in the holding role by himself a lot and then have a Jude yeah. Bellingham sort of in front of him and then a Mason Mount because I honestly believe you'll be able to see Mason Mount ghosting on the edge of the box a la Lampard esque. I'm not saying this is as good as Frank Lampard because he is not. What yeah. period he is not. But in terms of the style of play that he has, he, he is most likened to Lampard than anybody else in, in England's history. So it'd be very, I'll, I'll be very excited to see him play a lot of minutes and I want to see what he does on the edge of the box, whether he, he's going to bang one from 20 yards or whether he's going to feed in a Foden or a Grealish and just dictate play in, this, in the final third. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Mason Mount could do. No, good stuff. Just before I let you go, guys, um, I just wanted to ask you, um, what's your thoughts? I want to get a score prediction for tonight's game and mm. obviously England's game. It's a big game tonight, actually. Looking forward to it. Um, people have spoken up of Turkey quite well, to be fair. Um, what's your score prediction for Turkey Italy tonight? And what's what do you think the result England will get on Sunday against Croatia? Mm. I wrote off Italy quite badly. Yeah, because I've just been casually watching Italy. And since I did my prediction show on Italy, I have done a lot more research and I'm embarrassed by my comments that I made. <laughs> <laughs> Italy are dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> Super dangerous. I, I think I think they're I think they're gonna because I didn't think they were scoring enough goals. But it doesn't matter how many goals they're scoring because they've only conceded seven in the last 27 games. It's it's mad. So I'm going with a 2-0 Italy win. And then England versus Croatia, I'm going with a one-all draw. And it'll be from a set piece. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh. So, Scholes, before I let Gav go, what's, what's your um, what's your prediction for tonight? I won't get the England one from you just yet, but what's the score? What do you think prediction-wise for Turkey-Italy tonight? I think I'm going to go with my dark horses and I said Turkey. So, I think... This was the, it was between Turkey and Italy anyway, so I'm going to go with them, and I think two-one Turkey. Okay, wow. Okay, Gaz, before you go, bruv, firstly, thank you for coming on. Um, no problem. Also, give the shout out of your channel and what when your next con what you, what's coming up on your next content on your channel, mate. Yeah, no problem at all. Well, MAD Sports Network they cover a whole range of different sports, so it's not just football as well. So whether you like your darts, wrestling, MMA, boxing, um, pff, what other sports we cover? We cover loads of sports. Make sure you yeah. tune into us. We do cover football as well, but we don't cover Premier League. So if you want to get an insight on what's happening in the Championship and what's happening in the Bundesliga, what's happening in the MLS, uh, make sure you follow us as well. And to, with the Euros, we're doing daily content. As I said, a bite-sized show that goes out every single morning. Of course, I'm getting, I'm getting fans of us on your stream telling us what we have on our channel. Yes, we have basketball on our channel as well, of course. <laughs> How can I forget? Um, impromptu, impromptu. Um, but um, yeah, 
at MAD Sports Network, stick it into Google, our name comes up first. And everybody, all your viewers, if you could, please wish me luck. My dartboard is set up, ready to go. <laughs> it, is, it is ready to go. I have got a divisional match tonight. If I win this, I'll get promoted. If I lose it, I stay in this division and I don't want to do that. So please wish me luck, guys. Um, I'm going to have you guys on my iPad to the side of me so I can tune into you, um, of course, via YouTube, because we need to get the views and we need to get the likes. So make sure you like, share, subscribe to Albert JTV. Big up yourself, uh, Guna Souls as well. Make sure you like his channel. And don't forget, follow me on Twitter as well, GavMac23. And of course, follow us on YouTube as well, MAD Sports Network. Thank you, Gavs. Big shout out to you. People, go and follow. Don't think about it. Go and subscribe. Go and follow Mad Mac, Gav Mac, and support his channel. Bro, thank you for coming on, and we'll speak soon. Love you, brothers. Take care, Take boys. Care. Right, bro. You too. Souls, that is our first guest down. We have the next two coming up. Souls, Souls, I want you to fire in some questions to debutants to Albert JTV. We'll first bring in, it's the Arsenal connection coming in, actually, as well, followed by Gavs, who started us off. So we're going to bring in Den. Sideline Talk Podcast. Then, thanks for coming on, bro. Yes, brothers. How are we? Not bad. Not good, bad. Good, Thank good. you for coming on, mate. Thank you for coming on. Long no, time. Yeah, long time, long time coming, mate. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's nice just to talk, not talk about Arsenal. Uh, I'm going to be real. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be real. Like, if we were going to talk about Arsenal, I may have had to swerve it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's good to finally, finally do something with you. And I'm sure yeah, we'll be doing 100. likewise. Mm. Hundreds. And I'm going to bring in my new other new debutant, big supporter of Albert JTV. And he's also got his own channel as well. Going to bring in Keith at Mostly Arsenal. Keith, what's happening, mate? Hey. How's it going, lads? <laughs> nice. You all right? Yeah, no. all good. Ple- pleasure to get you on. Pleasure to meet both of you, actually. You know, all this Twitter world. Pleasure and... to be here, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talking, talking, talking. But it's nice to get you guys on screen and actually not talk about Arsenal like Den said, because I, I-, I need a break. From- I need a vacation from Arsenal, not a break, a yeah. vacation. But, so um, I mean, yeah. Edu's on one. You can join him if you like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, I want to I want to kick off with Den. I've also wanted to sort of we sort of touch on the England squad with um, our previous guests in Gav. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. ask both you guys same question, but Dev's. Um, I mean, sorry, Gav. Um, Den, sorry. Um, what what's your sort of thoughts on the squad and? What did you make of the initial decision to take four right backs? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is the big the big sort of standout, isn't it? Is the fact not just yeah. four right backs, ten defenders, um, like because obviously the fact that Trent got injured was maybe I feel like it was written as soon as Southgate went against his word. Oh, I'm not going to take him, and then all of a sudden he gets an injury, um, and I thought that was sort of an opportunity to. To bring some a midfielder in and wake up and smell the coffee, go to speak. But the fact that he, the initial twenty six, there was only one problem for me, and that was too many defenders. And yeah, too many right backs, definitely. Yeah. The fact that some of them are versatile, I get it. Uh, Reese James, go to speak, um, can play like in the centre half pose. You can look at him as a midfielder should you need it. And then there's all these talks about defenders are you know any defender can now play there and if you play the the back three or the back five you can always count on one to go into the middle but taking 10 defenders and five midfielders was a worry for me especially considering 
One of them was Jordan Henderson, who still to this day, we don't know how fit he is. Um, and we all know Southgate likes to play. We'll probably go into this a little bit further, but he likes to play two holding midfielders. So when you look at it realistically, with Henderson out injured, we could have done with, I don't know, a Ward-Prowse or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can't say I was disappointed because that would be being harsh. I think all the players that should have gone probably went. I was gutted for Lingard definitely over anyone um, and Ward-Prowse as well. But the problem with him, I think he'd just have trouble getting into the team. So he probably wouldn't be worth taking anyway. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the attacking, um, it was as good as it can be. Like Madison was the biggest shock for me. Obviously, he's, he's not come back to be the player he, we know him to be as well. So that was a big issue. Obviously, his injury, it wasn't great timing when he came back into the Leicester team because the squad was announced, what, two, three weeks later. So he had a, he had a bit of a bit of a point to prove. Um, and with players like Grealish, they had injuries, but he also had a really good spell before his injury, um, Like whereas Madison didn't shine as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it all depends on what he puts out there at the end of the day, which I'm sure we'll go into. It all depends on who, who he puts in the starting eleven. If he's going to play defensively on Sunday, then he just answers. He, he basically confirms all, all my doubts. I'm doubtful of the guy anyway, but he'll just confirm my suspicions if he goes and parks the bus on Sunday. Because for me, it's we've got too much attack in that in that team to to go and play defensively. I don't care who we're up against. We need to just go at them, and it's something we haven't seen England do for years. But yeah, not not too bad. Maybe one or two things I would have changed. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Big up to the guys in the chat. Thank you for joining in. Like I said, smash that like button if you haven't already, and follow my esteemed guests on their channels and their Twitter handles on the screen. So before I bring you in to ask maybe the guys a couple of questions, Keith, I also want to get your thoughts on Southgate, really. Um, and not just sort of this tournament, but his time as the England manager. Um, because it's kind of first started out that he didn't particularly really want the job in the first place. Um, but in terms of positives and negatives, what you've seen with him, what 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 do you make of his time as England manager? Um when I look at him and see how he is with the players, he's obviously got a really good rapport with them. I sometimes yeah. think maybe he'd be better number two. Um, it just got that that sense. He, he kind of knows how to how to speak to players, how, almost how to get the best out of them as people. But my first doubt about him was last time we had played Croatia in a tournament. Yes. In the semi-finals. Yeah. And it seemed like he changed the entire basis of the team, the, the tactics, the structure. And we kind of went long ball. It's almost like he was, I think he was doing it to try to nullify um, Rakitic in particular. But yeah. it worked against us because their defence just swallowed it up. And it was from that point on, I thought, yeah, I'm too sure about you now, mate. And uh, I mean, I can only echo what Den said there just now, really, with the uh, the amount of defenders he's picked. I'm really quite worried that's a, that's a message of intent. That's how we're going to we're going to go out. And, you know, I want us to see us go out and play at the English, but I want us to go high tempo, high press. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't think we're, we, we're not good enough to play the the slow, um, the patient game, the, the ticky-tackle, mm. if you want to call it that. We need to go high tempo, especially with the attacking players that we've got. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not his hugest fan. I don't really think he should be England manager, if I'm being completely honest. No, listen, that's not a view that, that's a view that that's shared by many, many football fans in, in the country, regardless of your 
colours of the team you support. But so, let's bring you in. Is there anything you want to sort of throw at Den and um, Keith before you say anything? Um, people in the chat, get, get your questions in, and, and I'll try and incorporate them to all the panel that come on the um, live stream tonight. Go on, Sol. Sorry, mate. Um, I think I think the question I want to ask you both is who's your outside favourite to winning the best player of the tournament? This is not the obvious choices like your Mbappe's or your Kante's, etc. This is sort of a a one to watch kind of thing, not necessarily to win it, but someone who you think will have a good tournament that maybe none of us have thought of. Um, I'll go to Keith first on this one. The one that really sticks in my mind is um, is Grealish. From what I've seen, doesn't have to be English, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's the first one that that really really sticks out for me. Is um, yeah, is Grealish looking at? He's. I'm trying not to I'm trying so hard not to have my Arsenal hat on here um, because it's, just, like, it's ingrained, isn't it? Um, but I see. I mean, I've made no secret of my absolute love and adoration for ESR, and yeah, Grealish plays in the same same way. He's a kid in the playground. He just wants to get forward. He wants to attack. Um, so he's the he's the real main one for me. And another one, he's probably not that much of a dark horse, but if you were to pick a top five, he may not be in there. And it would have to be Serge Gnabry. Um, but Good shout. I, Great shout, I yeah. I don't enjoy watching him because I look at what, what could have been, again, <laughs> with my Arsenal hat on. And I just can't get away from that. He just, mm. you know, but he's I think he's an amazing talent. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, either of those two, I would say. Good shout, good shout. Cheers, mate. Same to you, Den. Same question. Um, it's a hard one because I don't think he is uh, a sort of like an underdog. He shouldn't be anyway, but I don't think many people would say in the top five. I'm going to go for Benzema because I just don't think people are expecting him to deliver. But because it's his first time back in a competition in I don't know how many years. I'm trying to think of the last time he actually was selected for France. It's got to be at least. I know he wasn't in the last two. Quite um, a few years, yeah, yeah, quite a few years. So I honestly can. I think it's just a good time because this would probably be the last for him. He's quite old yeah. now, and for me, with that front, he's got he's got the um, he's got the providers behind him, and you know, like the people around him are prophetic. They can do some. They can do a job. Everyone around him can. We've seen the midfield. Um, I think Souls just mentioned two or three of them there: Conte, Pogba, Mbappe, um, and then you've got Griezmann. I think with him up top. He can shine, and I don't think anyone's really like everyone's talking about Mbappe's, the Griezmanns, the Contes. They're not, they're not considering him, and he's shown this season more than ever at at Madrid that he's still got it in his locker. Um, and I hope not. Obviously, as much as we all think France are going to win it, I hope, I hope Benzema doesn't add because the way I see it, you're just. Um, it's just adding another great piece to a great puzzle because you're looking at him and you look at the squad around France. It's dangerous enough as it is. So if if Benzema's having a good time, we're all we're all screwed. Let's be let's be honest. Um, but yeah, if I was going to say someone that else other than him because he may not be a real an underdog to look out for or a dark horse, should you speak? Um, it would probably have to be. In fact, it was mentioned on my channel last night. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back that. Uh, it'll be Yuri Til uh, Tillemans. Good player, good shout. Oh, yeah. Very, very good player. Very good player. I'm gonna come. Yeah, great guys. Great insight, man. Um, I wanted to ask all of you. Really, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of get souls out of the way first. I'm gonna get this out early because we're sort of gonna ask people throughout the whole stream. But in terms of sort of dark horses for the tournament, and you know who you think's gonna go and win it, I would say I was on a live stream yesterday. Big up Holly Agenbrough in the chat still. 
even though she's a Tottenham fan, but I'll, I'll let her off. <laughs> <laughs> I, went on her, I went on her channel with bulletproof vest, but I, I got looked after, so it's all right. But unforgivable. I, yeah, I I said that I said that um, I would, from a personal point of view, just out, just you know, not even connected with any sort of affiliation with any Arsenal players or England, but I would like to see Belgium get it done. Um, I think the last World Cup and this Euros, I think that's sort of their their chance to win a major tournament with that group of players. I think defensively they might let them down, but dark horses wise, and it's strange to talk about the team as a dark horse with their tradition, but Italy, they've got some very, very, very good players. Um, I think the only thing that slightly lets them down a little bit is, I wouldn't say they've got an outstanding striker, but they've got a group of strikers in the squad that will get them, get the job done over seven, a potential six, seven games over a tournament. Um, Turkey would be interesting to watch, but I would say dark horses, probably Italy. But if I put my, if I had to put my house on it, I think Portugal could spring a surprise. But so then coming to you, mate. Um, dark horse in your favorite to win it, and I'll come to Den and Keith to finish up. I think for me, the dark horses, I think the ones that are going to surprise people are going to be Turkey. Um, just looking at their squad, there's good players, you know. You know, I don't think there's the thing is, a lot of people, I think you've got to watch football on a whole to understand yeah. how good their team actually is, rather than then they don't have the Premier League core like you yeah. know, many teams do. Um, but just overall, they've all played in major sort of tournaments. They're playing in major leagues at the moment. Um, and I think when they come together as well, they play some very good football. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. And that's why they're my dark horse. In terms of favourites to win it, obviously you're going to say England until they can't. But realistically, <laughs> if I was to put my house on it, um, that's a, I want to go no, with the wayward no, no. answer, but... I'm actually going to go with Germany. Wow. Wow. They say mm. never write off the Germans. They never write them off. Do you know why? I think, I think they're going to be underestimated. And I just think there's going to be a weird thing here that, like a Gundogan, for example, getting goals from midfield. Then you've got Kai mm. Havertz. If he plays in mid, he's another goal scoring midfield. You've got Leroy Sane that a lot of people are writing off. And they've got Serge Gnabry. They've got a good, good. And do you know what? One of my dark horse players is. Thomas Muller. Not enough people respect this man. And I'm telling mm. you, Muller is going to turn this Euros up. Forget about He's Werner. Quite consistent as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's Muller. And that's why consistent. I think Germany, for me, are going to be my sort of outside favourites to win it. Yeah. Before before I come to before I come to Den, you make a good point with Turkey because we're talking about they've got some good players, man. Cengiz Undi, you've got Zeki Selik, you've got Sionju, you've got Burak Yilmaz. Um, You've got some good, good players there, man. They're going to be dangerous to keep a lookout for them. Um, I think Yulmaz got, um, he's part of Lille. They won the league, uh, they won the league recently yeah. with, um, and also I think, um, even Yusuf Yazizi and, and yeah, and Zeki Selik as well. You've got, yeah. um, Hakan Kaunoglu for Milan. You've got some good players there, but yeah, then for coming to you, mate, what's your dark course and your favorite to win it, mate? Um, I mean. Tough. It is tough. I, I echo with Turkey. I think they're definitely a dark horse. Uh, they've got Koku as well. I don't know if you mentioned yes. him, but Koku, yeah, yeah, well said. I, I, we, we've been we've been linked with him tons. I don't know how much that is legit, <laughs> but he's. I mean, I get fucking bored of reading about it. I honestly really, <laughs> it gets so boring reading that we're into him because like twenty other teams are. Um, but yeah. yeah, 
Turkey have got different, and even at the back, they've got Kabak and Demaral. So yes. I think shout. I think tonight is going to be a great game. Um, I know yeah, you were talking about point. it with Gav earlier. Tonight should be, if it lives up to expectations, it should be a goal, like a, a frenzy. Do you get what I mean? Um, but oh, dark horse. This is this is tough. Tough. I don't want to say Germany because Souls has just said it, but because they've got the group they've got, it has to be Germany. I think they're they're being looked at as if because France and Portugal are up against them. Everyone thinks they're gonna knock out early, but they have got they've got some players in there, and um, I think someone just put in the comments earlier about the management of Portugal. I think that yes, can go against yeah. them. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just and, to add to that as well, there is also the sort of best of the third that can go through, so Germany could fall into that. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. If they get a, if they get a couple goals, because I don't think that front that Germany group is going to be very far off i think it will be a case of goal difference and if it is germany are through because if they're if they're tying with someone um and they've got a great keeper and keeper in um newer and obviously the players that he's just touched on uh that soldiers just touched on are magnificent so if they yeah. can if they can try and um i'm not going to say part the bus but if they can get the job done at the back which is all they've got to do with france and portugal really they've got a really good shot and i don't think anyone is expecting big things out of them just because of the fact that Germany haven't been the Germany they used to be. Um, whereas they can be like, I, I, even Timo Werner, I wouldn't be surprised if he bloody turns up for him to be fair. Um, <laughs> and, and he's, he's had a shocker of a season, but it's like I said about Raheem, uh, about Sterling and Rashford for England. When you have a bad season, Euros is one of the top things you need at the end of it, because it's something where you can prove your point and, you know, maybe all of a sudden he'll start finding out where the line is for Germany because that's all it would take. He's been getting the goals in, so yeah, I, I'm, I have to say Germany. I didn't. I wanted to say something different, but for me, it's got to be. Good shot. Same thing to Keith, really, mate. Um, I kind of echo what what you said, Albert. I'm I'm looking at Belgium. I'm thinking this this team that they've got, the players that they've got. They've got to win something at some point. I know their their back fours, you know, is getting old. You know, got Thomas Vermaelen still in there, you know, mm -hmm. Tongan. They're they're all they're all aging. But you look at the rest of the team and you think they've got to win something at some point. Um, so they were my first dark horses, but um, I'm going to go for England as dark horses. I don't know what the bookies' odds are. We're not um, a dark horse. It's coming home. I was the thing, the thing is, if you put us up against like France, like I said, Germany, um, yeah, yeah. we you know, there's a very good chance that we probably would come unstuck if I'm being realistic. Obviously, I'm an England fan, I don't want that to happen. Um, mm. but if I'm being realistic, that might happen. But I was trying to suss out all the different connotations of how the, how the tournament will play out. I was trying to work out who would get who. When you've got one D versus three A, three B, or three C, and like my head was about to explode, um, but I did work out that if we win our group, granted we'll probably have, and if we win our group, and then we win the round of sixteen knockout game, we will have to have played either France, Germany, or Portugal. Um, mm. But the and if we get to the final and win by winning our group, we've only got to play one game away from Wembley. So that essentially makes it a home tournament for us. I don't think anyone else has got that. I think it's um, one other team that have all their home games as hosts in the group 
at home. Um, I think it might be Denmark might be the other ones. I know Scotland haven't their class as a host, but obviously the game against us is at Wembley. Um, and you know, depending on what happens with the uh, the lockdown restrictions being eased on the twenty first, we could be playing at full Wembley by the time we got Scotland. Um, they're my dark horses. Um, you know, as far as favourites go, yes, France. You you look at them and what they're capable of. And like Ben said, you got. I mean, Benzema has been absolutely on fire this season, and then he's got Griezmann and Bappy, Pogba. You know, everyone else behind him. I've been looking at Camavinga since the, the rumours came out and I was watching this this kid on YouTube. It's all I've seen of him. Yeah. But he didn't even make the squad. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Musa you know. Sissoko did. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, so I don't want to say France as my favourites because that's kind of like what, what everyone's got. Um, but again, I've got a feeling for Germany. You know, tournaments. It doesn't matter what they're doing for two years on the trot um, tournaments, they always turn it on and, you know, people like, I mean, Gnabry, I think he scored eight and seven in the qualifiers. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm absolutely right on that, but, you know, he was, he was banging him in. Um, and then you got Thomas Muller up front. He's just like, it's probably going to be between him, Lewandowski and Kane, maybe for the, uh, for the golden boot. You can't bet against him. Um, so I've, it pains me, but I think I might go with Germany for my favourites. Oh, good shout. Yeah. Guys, before I let you go, and first I want to thank you for coming on, Keith, and then quality. Thanks for having us, mate. Um, but no, give, give us a shout out of your channel, Keith. Where can people find you, my friend? Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Mad Rambling One, where I tend to just talk a lot of rubbish, but if you know that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, I occasionally it's get to rouse people. Sense, mate. Don't worry. I occasionally get to rouse people. I try not to, but um, it, it happens from time to time. And uh, if you uh, fancy following me on YouTube, Find me on Keith at Mostly Arsenal. It's brand new. I think I've got like 27 subscribers. So uh, if you want to jump in, um, feel free and uh, get, get me monetized. I need money. <laughs> I've got kids. <laughs> Good shout. That, you know what? You subscribe people. That, you, you sold it perfectly. But then, <laughs> thank you for coming on, bruv. Where, tell me where people can find you, my friend. Uh, yeah, Sideline Talk Podcast. Um, so we're on all platforms. We go live on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube every Thursday. Uh, we're going to be doing weekly stuff on Thursdays on the Euros, which will work out perfectly. So come give us a subscribe. Um, yeah, it's it's not all Arsenal. It's a platform where there's plenty yeah, of topics, all Premier League. Um, yeah, we'll be doing a lot of Euro content. But cheers for having me, mate. And I'll make sure we'll do something in the near future on my channel as well. And Souls, it's always good to see you, brother. And Keith as well. I know you, you sort of checked out on me on the vaccine yesterday, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, um, so I'm, alive, so I'm alive and well, mate. I'm, <laughs> enjoying, the, I'm enjoying the weather. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've got a much love to Keith and Dennis. You, you've shown Thanks great support. Great, really support great support to my channel and um, much love and respect to you. And um, yeah, guys, people go and subscribe to my, to my Gooners and footballing community, man. They deserve it. So guys, I will speak to you soon. Take Cheers, care. Boys. Take care, fellas. Souls doing the right. Next person in, we've got Man United coming in here. <laughs> we're England, <laughs> mate. It's not United, we're England. We're England. Give me a break. Give me a break. Don't hit me like that. <laughs> How are Man, we? It's a pleasure to have you on, mate. Thank you for coming on my channel again. I think this is the third time or second time now. I can't remember. 
But I'm, um, I'm basically a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, much love. We support different clubs, but you know what? You've been a great support to my channel, mate, and I, I appreciate it honestly. So glad you yeah, can come nice. on, mate. Hundred no, percent. Th um, thanks for having me on, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, nah, I, I thought now nah, I definitely got to get this. Definitely got to get Dan on, man, my guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that. I also want to. Yeah, sort of. Um, England. It's. Um, I want to come at a different angle, really. Um, what were? What would have been your expectations for England? Mate, um, it's coming into it before, probably even before the squad got announced. What was your expectations of what they could do in this tournament? Mate, honestly, up until up until a month before the Euros, I'm doom and gloom. The second it comes to a month before the Euros, it's coming home. Every every <laughs> tournament, even even when Roy Hodgson was in charge, I was like, no, we're going to win. I'm just that hopeless romantic when it comes to yeah. England. Um, I wish I wasn't, but um, yeah, I can't help myself. And um, expectations, do you know what? Because of the squad we've got now, it's just it's just too it's impossible not to, to to feel good. There is that feel good factor with the players we've got in this squad. No, good shot. Um, Dan, just, so, so, I don't know if you want to come in and ask a question, but before right before you do, um, Dan, so I just want to go through the just want to go through the games, guys. You can see it on the screen. Audio listeners, I will be putting this out on Spotify and on my Instagram IGTV. So, England kick off against Croatia on Sunday. 2 p.m. kickoff. I'm sure the pubs will not be very busy at all. Um, <laughs> followed by uh, England versus Scotland, the enemy, on the 18th of June. And we've got Czech Republic against England on Tuesday, 22nd, um, at 8 p.m. kickoff. Before I go any further, I'm going to introduce my second guest to come in. Glad to have him back on the channel again. The v Aston Villa connection. We've got Jude. Jude Hello, Journey. Mate. Thanks for having me on, mate. No, no, I'm glad to get you on again, man. Um, first, I want to say, Drew, congratulations on. I know you've got a gig doing, um, talking about um, covering Holland during the Euros. Is that is that correct? Oh yeah, I do some writing for uh, Babel. So yeah, um, brilliant. That's been great. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I did see that for now. Let me give him a shout. I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Pleasure to get you on again, mate. Um, so before I come back to Dan and Souls, might want to drop in a question to you as well, mate. Um. You've got obviously Villa represent representation with Tyrone Mings, and you've got obviously lovely Jack Grealish, who probably come in, probably be joining Arsenal in you know in a few months' time. Or whatever. <laughs> according to Arsenal Twitter, according to Arsenal Twitter, um, Arsenal Twitter didn't know everything. <laughs> I have not reported this one. I can tell you that I'm not that crazy. <laughs> Jude, yeah, I just want to sort of ask you about Jack Grealish, really. Um, uh, in my starting lineup, that me and Souls sort of me and Souls were to and fro in. We like we, there were certain people we was kind of like they're definitely going to start against Croatia, but mm. we sort of scratching our heads, thinking, you know what? Um, not really sure. I'm going to get this. Going to get the team up on screen in, in screen in a minute. So people in the chat and people watching this on a rerun, don't lose your heads because me and Soul, <laughs> me and Soul done the team based on what we think Southgate's going to pick and not what we would have picked. Um, so Jude, yeah, I'm gonna get the team up on screen, mate. Okay. Um, tell me what you think of it. Give me two secs. It's here somewhere. Me and Souls are racking our brains. Um, I will personally start Grealish. So, so people on mm -hmm. people on audio, if you're listening, um, I've, we've got me and Souls going for Pickford in goal. Um, back three, play three four three, which Southgate is familiar with playing. Um, Cody, John Stones, Walker, Reese James on the right, Deck and Rice and Mount sort of in the middle. 
Luke Shaw at left wing back, Grealish on the left of a three, Kane up top on his own, and Rashford on the right. Jude, would you go along with that team or what reservations would you have of that starting lineup? Yeah, look, I think, you know, that would be a perfect team. And as a Villa fan, I'd love to see Grealish play on the left wing. Um, but I think my, my my only concern is with Grealish, if you put in Grealish on the left wing, is Southgate, he has his favourites. And it might be inclined, although they haven't had a great season, to put uh, Sterling in and, and obviously Rashford on the flanks. So I feel like if Grealish is, is going to start, it might be in the number 10 role. But saying that, in the qualifiers, we've seen him play anywhere and we saw him and we saw him in a news conference uh the other day saying that look I'll, I'll play anywhere I'll play on the on the left on the number eight or number 10 so he just wants to play for his country he's, he's dreamt of this his whole whole life and I just hope Southgate starts him because it's not very often you get the whole nation talking about one player and I think everyone I mean on this panel do you all agree that you think that Greece should start yeah I think he'll start 100% I th- should should he start? Yes. Will he start? I'm still terrified as to what uh, <laughs> Southgate is going to do with I'm, selection. Yeah, I, I'm unsure. Sorry, Dan, he... to come in. Sorry, Jude. I'm going to bring you back in both. Um, you know what it is? It's trying to get Grealish, Mount and Foden in the same team, knowing that Southgate has got mad love for Sterling and Rashford. That's where the problem is, regardless of what system it's going to be. So, sorry, Dan, sorry, come in, mate. Sorry, mate. I think I think the issue you've got and I, the worry you've got is this takes me back to um, the, the spend days when we were trying to fit Gerard oh, Lampard and, yeah. and Scholes into yeah. that midfield together. This is before anyone realised you could play free, a three-man midfield. And I just worry people like Grealish um, and people like Foden who are just... I mean, let's let's have this right. They are scary good. Grealish yeah. is is unreal. The the, the yeah. way the way he picks that ball up has no fear. Drives. He terrifies defenders when he goes at them. I, I, I worry. I worry that Safegate won't know what to do and will go and will go uh, safe with it. Um, I, I really do. The other thing I will say is you put Connor Cody in there. I've got a funny feeling if. And it's a big if. If um, if Maguire isn't fit for this for the for the group, I think he's going to put White in there. I think he's chose White <laughs> for the simple reason he's been terrified of what of what Mings did when he played. Yeah, and I yeah. don't. I'm not sure if he if he trusts Connor Cody to start in a game like that. Whereas White has come in. He come off the bench, played really well. You know, one off the line showed real good awareness there. And you know what? Against Romania, I know it's only Romania, but Jesus Christ, he was brilliant. He looked like he played. 20 30 games at the back for England. So so that's what I, that's my thoughts. Yeah, um Souls, I'm going to bring before I bring you in Souls if you want if you want to pose questions to Jude and obviously Dan. Um Dan, you make a good point. I I someone Keith made the point earlier the previous guest. He said that if when he saw when I asked him about reservations about Southgate positives and negatives, he mentioned the semi-final against Croatia and we and, and I remember that game we did we England reverted back to sort of the Sven days of going ahead and then sitting back for 90 minutes and it, it, England sort of lost their way and what worries me with England is we're not very good at keeping the ball. I, I've seen so many tournaments under different managers. Yeah. Our, our ball retention is terrible. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the issues that concerns me about England potentially winning a tournament because a Portugal would suffocate them. France would pass them off the pitch. Um, Croatia might have them running around doing doggies for anyone that doesn't know that term in football. Um, <laughs> a lot of running, a hell of a lot of running. Um, yeah. 
drills. And so, um, so I was bringing you in, mate. Yeah, any questions you want to post to Dan and um, and June, mate? Yeah, I think um, obviously a lot of, from from what I can hear from you guys, you've got quite a good insight into what Southgate is going to do. So my question is, the friendly showed us something different. Obviously, the last two games he's kind of reverted into a four-two-three-one-four-three-three kind of formation. Do you actually think there's a possibility that Southgate could not not stir away exactly, but in certain games where let's say England are more favourites to win and we should be dominating those games, that he will revert to like a 4-3-3, a 4-2-3-1 and not a 3-4-3? Or do you think he's going to be stubborn to this 3-4-3 system throughout the Euros? I'll throw it to Jude first. Yeah, I think, look, Southgate is known for being stubborn, isn't he? And I think, he, he like I said, he has his favourites and I think that'll go the same for, for his formation. I think unless we have major injury problems, then I think Southgate would have picked his his best 11, his best formation. And I imagine he will stick with that. And it's all about getting, I just hope with whatever system he, he he decides to use, we get the best out of what we've got because we've got some brilliant talents. And and like yeah. Dan alluded to, you know, there's times when in the, in the uh, Gerard and, and Skulls era where we had so many great talents, but they just wouldn't gel as a, as a team. And I just hope that that doesn't happen this time, this time around. And, you know, because you look at the talents like your Grealishes, your Fodens, your Canes, they're, they're brilliant and, and they're, match, they're match winners. They can change games, but only if you put them in the right system and they all gel together. Yeah. Good shouts. Good shout. Jude and Dan, I want to get you. I'm going to, someone mentioned it previously about um, sort of the the odds for who's going to win the Euros. Let's get them up on screen. And obviously top goal scorers. I want to get you guys' thoughts. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's tough, man, because... If I mean, Souls, I know has done it, and I've done it. We've we've gone through some of the squads in this tournament. They are red hot in terms of some of the players they've got. Portugal, France, Germany have got some fabulous players. Listen, don't write, don't rule out the Dutch. They got mm. some brilliant players. Yeah. Window, the left back. You've got Ryan Gravenberch. Um, you've got Darun in there. You've got Quincy Promise. You've got Depay, who's hit some amazing form in the last eighteen months. Like um, so, guys, I'm gonna get it up on screen. Let me get the image on screen. It is basically so, Dan. I'm gonna come to you before you get up on the screen. Who are your favourites for the tournament and top goal scorer? What are you thinking, mate? Oh God! Do you know what? If I get bantered, I get bantered. I don't give a <laughs> shit. England are gonna win this Euros, and Harry Kane is gonna score a bag of goals. I don't even care. Do you know what? The Euros have started. My wife is downstairs livid because she knows it's a month of football. I don't care. I just, I just can't stop. I can't stop myself. You can clip it, and you can, you can at me when, the, when, when we go out in the group stages. We're, we're but I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. For audio listeners, then I'm going to get Jude's opinion. Um, obviously, France, uh, they've got France at 9 to 2, England 11 to 2, Belgium 13 to 2, Spain 15 to 2, Italy fifth favourites 15 to 2, and Germany 8 to 1. That's not a bad shout, actually. Portuguese, Portugal 17 to 2, Netherlands 13 to 1, and even Denmark, ex European champions in 1992. Believe me when I say it, it is possible. Look at Greece in 2004. Um, Jude, coming to you, top goal scorer wise, um, what are you thinking? There's some obvious candidates there, but it's as you can see by some of the stuff on the screen and in terms of the betting, um, Lukaku and Kane and Mbappe and a sort of the top three. Would you go along with that? Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with what they're saying. I think you know they've all had brilliant seasons. Uh, you know, and 
Lukaku, brilliant, and into Milan, and of course Mbappe as well. Mbappe is Mbappe, isn't he? He just loves scoring goals. Um, I just think, as well, you saw on that list, uh, Immobile. He's yeah. had a brilliant season. I do think Italy will be dark, dark horses. 100%. Um, and I think, you know, they'll go quite fast. So Immobile could be a shout. Uh, isn't Griezmann injured? Or, I think or I heard he was... No, no, no. It's Benzema that's injured. Oh, dear. Um, and he's got a knock. It's not already an injury injury. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. But yeah, I think uh, it's a decent shout. If, if you ask me now who's top goal scorer would be, I'm just going to go with someone different, Romelu Lukaku. Lads, can I, can, I, can I ask you a question? Why on, isn't why isn't Moreno not mentioned from Villarreal? I mean, Luis Enrique really likes him. He got thirty three goals this season. I mean, bloody scored against us in the final. I, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, they're put they're putting Morata above yeah. him. I don't I yeah. don't understand that. If if I'm Enrique has been dropping little hints all week that Moreno's his boy, and I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if someone like him comes in there and gets a hat full of goals. Good shout, Dan. That then, if you've got a spare, t- well, if you if you have got a spare tenner, I'm not advocating everyone to go and bet their last tenner. Right? But if you've got a spare, a bit of spare change in the back seat, have some money on Moreno. But now, Dan, it's a good shout because I'm looking at, I'm thinking, a Maratta over Gerard Moreno. That can't be right. But do you know the other name it. that's not there? It's Thomas Muller. Mm. Muller always bangs well, in a tournament. Always like, scores always... for Germany. Always scores yeah. for Germany. Oh, yeah. you know but what, you what Moreno uh, reminds me of? Uh, yeah, go on, I worry about AC David Villa. Mm, that's yeah, what exactly. Moreno's exactly. That, that is mate. literally what I think of him. He's yeah. his quality is very clinical. Um Murata, I don't understand this Murata hype, and a lot of people yeah. are saying, but he's he's very non-clinical. He can't finish as well as the other options they've got. The biggest miss for Spain, and I and I know this is gonna sound very biased, but I don't care. I'm gonna say it. Ansu Fati is a big Big miss. Luis Enrique was expecting him to be ready for the Euros, but he had another setback when he came back. The operation didn't go quite as what they hoped for, um, but he will be a massive miss. But I'm going to say remember the name Ansu Fati when he does yeah. return. I, t- I tell you something else as well that you mentioned before, Albert, and I've got to be honest, th- th- there's one international team that makes me livid. And when I say livid, it irritates me. Is this idea that Belgium are the top team in the bloody world? They've not won anything. That's like me, that, that's like me going to Power League on a on a you know on, on a Monday night, banging in seven goals and, and being the best the best striker in Shropshire. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They are they are England of the noughties. They won't win anything. They bottle jobs. Absolute bottle jobs all that talent and they they won't win a thing i'm telling you now they're, they're, they're nowhere near good enough i was, I was gonna say dan are you, are you ruling out belgium then sorry go on dude sorry no will belgium fans be saying the same thing about also oh but we've we've got history mate we do it every time don't we i mean this, <laughs> and and we're not we're not ranked number one in the world you know if if i got ranked no, if we were ranked number one in the world having not went won anything i'd be embarrassed you know <laughs> Honestly, I'd be embarrassed. What's his name? The manager of bloody um, of of Belgium, So Martinez and Southgate, two international managers, are stealing a living. Both terrible at club level, other than winning the FA Cup with Wigan. I, I, I'm not having it. Belgium won't win a bloody thing. <laughs> won't win a bloody thing. I'm telling you. I'm telling oh, you. You need to clip that. You need to clip this. I will. I will. <laughs> You know what it is? We've, before, I'm gonna, before I let you two guys go, first I want to thank you for coming on, but I want to sort of get your... Um, in terms of Belgium quickly, sorry. I think the last World Cup in this tournament will be their best chance 
to win a major tournament with that group of players. But I think defensively, I'm, I mean, right. Jason, Jason Denier, I'm like, what? Um, yeah, just very suspect defensively, but offensively, they 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 are tasty. Tielemans, um, I've always rated Thomas Mounier. Um, Hang on, Albert, Albert, Lukaku no. and Lukaku and Hazard have bellies like me, and and I'm meant to think that these guys are going to win the Euros. Not a chance, mate. Not a chance. I'm telling you. Not a chance. Maybe, maybe Hazard definitely, but Lukaku, I'll give him a fair play. He's had it. He's had it half decent. I know you're a bit sore because he's actually United, but it's fine, Dan. It's all right. <laughs> no, no, not, having not having it, not having it, mate. Not having it. But before I, let, it. before I let you two guys go, um, where can the guys, Jude, where can the guys find you on your amazing channel and um, Twitter, mate? Uh, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter. The handle is down there, Jude's Journey, somewhere, anywhere. Uh, yeah. And um, on YouTube, I'm an aspiring young journalist uh, trying to prove you can do something you love. So um, just trying to get that message out there and got some brilliant interviews on there. So go and check it out if you can. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, hear that, people? Go and check out Jude, man. And yes, before you ask, I have subscribed to his channel, so I wouldn't <laughs> tell you to do something that I haven't done already. So, Dan, thank you again, bro. Where, where can the guys find you? Just, just quickly, um, by the way, Jude, fantastic, mate. I'll definitely be subscribing. Really, really, oh, um, honestly, fantastic. Well done to you, mate. You, you know when you said, Albert, and, and joining us now is the Villa fan, I thought it was Chris. So when you watch the video back, I go like this to go, way, And then I do this and see Jude, and I go... And I try and make a yawn out of it. To, to... <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm not pleased to see oh. you, Jude. Well done, mate. And, and honestly, everybody watching, make sure you subscribe. Fantastic work, mate. Um, as for me, um, unless you're a, a Belgian fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah c c come and find me. Uh, it's at Football Want. Uh, just, just giving non-league the uh, the voice it deserves. Uh, and also on, 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 on YouTube, it's Football Is, and that is what I want. But um, guys, honestly, Salzen and Albert, fantastic show. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Jude, I'm looking forward to following your journey, mate. And uh, to everyone in the uh, in the comments, have a great weekend and let's have some fantastic football. And it's coming home! It's coming home. <laughs> Come on, England. Right, where Dave, is David Badil in the background? I think he's coming on next to the stream. Hold on, let me get him on. Hold on. <laughs> no, but, um, no, guys, thanks for coming on. Jude, much love. Dan, much love. People, Thank go you. and subscribe. Take, take, take care, guys. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, here we go. We've got, we've got to souls. We're doing all right so far, man. A lot of talking. <laughs> but guys, before we bring in, before we bring in the next people to come in, you should know what to do by now. And there you have it, people. Like, share, and subscribe. Who we've got now? Going to bring in our next guest. Where's she gone now? Where's she gone? We're going to bring her in. So we give a little sneak preview and then you kind of removed it. Oh, no, no. I've done that. It's rude of me, isn't it? We'll bring her in. Lottie's here. You're muted. Albert, Lottie, you're, muted. you're so rude. What are you know, doing sorry, to me, man? Sorry, I'm going to introduce all of it at the same time. I'm going to bring in. <laughs> we have the trio, Arsenal trio here. We're going to bring in my Cornwall bestie as well. Let me get, get her in. And we're going to bring in one more. We've got the we've got the super striker coming back again on Albert J TV in Little Soph. And there we have you. Firstly, welcome to all of you to Euro Twenty Twenty Preview. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate the effort, the time and effort, and the support you've shown to my channel. And retweets are free, so thank you very very much. Welcome aboard, people. Thank you. 
Shall we right. right. So I'm gonna let you kick it off. See what what you do you want to what let's see what questions you can pose to the amazing panel in Lottie, G and Sophie. Oh let's see. Let's go with a bit of a tough one. Now, obviously, we've only got two representatives at, at Arsenal. Yeah. Oh no, actually three. Sorry, I forgot about Jacques. At Arsenal, um, officially, uh, which is Kieran Tierney and Saka. Now, a lot of people have obviously got their sort of reservation. Oh, let them rest. Let them, you know, don't let them take part. But obviously, international football is something every kid dreams of. You know, whether it's at a high level, whether you're, you know, you want to play for your country. That's ultimately the goal. Um, how do you think they're going to go? And do you think Southgate is going to give an opportunity to Saka? Because we know Taney is a staple piece. He's a furniture at Scotland. He's He should be the, you know, people are arguing that he should be the captain there. So how do you think them two will fare? And do you think they'll get an opportunity or a fair opportunity to actually play? I'll kick it off with Lottie. Do you know what? I don't think Southgate's going to start Saka at all. He, it might be maybe the third game. He'd be brought on as a sub. As as it's been said earlier, Southgate has his favourites, and Sterling's had an absolutely awful season as it is. Um, as far, I'm just trying to think. I do think three games, and then we'll see. We'll see him, or we'll see him for about twenty minutes max. Um, yeah. What about Tierney there? What do you think? How do you think? Oh, come on. He's a left. He's, he's, he's <laughs> <laughs> With my, my, my Arsenal hat, he's, he's our favourite. He's going to get the game time with Scotland. I mean, the game, the Scotland game is going to be a bloodbath. They're just going to go out oh. to win it. Even if they haven't got high in the group, they're just going to go out to win it because it's England. But no, Tini will be on every game. Every game without fail. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'll switch it up a bit now. I'm going to ask the question to obviously G there. Um, who's your sort of dark horse, but a player, not the team? Who's your dark horse player? Someone that maybe doesn't stand out. Um, maybe it's not a big name, but it's going to have a really, you know, where you have that one player like Akacha made it for Mexico when he became this big goalkeeper, and now we don't see where he is. Um, but there's always that one name that's the big name for the summer. One of the big teams goes and grabs him. Who do you think that could be, in your opinion? Uh, for any team, any team, it can be yeah, any team. Or any, yeah, any. Oh, um, although I don't think he's going to be, it's going to go on to like being a big transfer. But I, I actually do think Gnabry for Germany. Yes, good shout. Um, you know, he's just he's improved so much, and obviously in Bayern, you're you're going to be a better player, aren't you? But um, so I don't think it's going to be like one to watch and then a big transfer. I think it's just going to be coming on to the stage really because I don't think he's been in, involved in like a big tournament before or maybe like um you know one of the last players of the squad I, I don't really know but yeah I think he'll be he'll definitely be one to look at for sure and probably um a bit of a heartbeat for Germany 100% I actually agree with that one uh, same question to you Sophie who's your dark horse what a player of this tournament I'm not just saying this because you said this before. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. Um, and I think as well, Gnabry, uh, maybe Muller yeah. as well. I was watching Germany the other day and thought they were amazing. Um, maybe look Gnabry a bit more because <laughs> he played for Arsenal. But um, 
Yeah, I think he's going to do so well in this tournament. Um, that is a really good question, though, to be honest. Good question. So even I must, even I must admit, so I'm very impressed by that question. <laughs> you know who mine is? Mine is actually Gerard Moreno. Yes, good yes. shout. I think I think he's going to. He, well, we've already got indications he's going to start over um, Morata. And like I said, I've always said, you know what? He reminds me of David Villa, but with a bit of pace. And I do think he's going to have a quality seat. And I think he's going to make that. I know he's old, but I still think he's going to make a bit of an announcement in the Shoros about how good he actually is. Good shout. I'm gonna before I ask you, ladies, a, a nice, juicy, deep question. I can see I get one in there. Um, so uh, you make a good point. I think I've mentioned earlier in the stream that the players that I'm looking at, I'm looking forward to seeing um some of the Italian players, um Barella and um how Bellotti gets on up front. Um also you make I'd like to see how Ferran Torres gets on actually for Spain. Um you know, it's not easy to come in, obviously, club level for Man City, big fee, biggish fee, um, new country. Um, but he's done pretty decent for Spain, actually, the team, the games I've seen played. And he scored a hat-trick, I think, early part in some of the, one of the, either one of the Nations League games or one of the qualifying games. But yeah, interesting yeah. how uh, Ferran Torres gets on. But question to um, the Gunnarets um, in regard to England. Um, bit of a loaded question, but... Who would be because I think England will play a 3 4 3 um, on Sunday, and I think they should play that because Croatia are technically a very, very, very technical side, very good at keeping the ball. So I get why we play that system. But who would be your front three to start on Sunday against Croatia? I'm going to come to Lottie first, actually. Um, I'd go with Grealish on the left, okay, as much as I hate him, Harry Kane in the middle. <laughs> 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 oh, and probably Rashford on the right, as the, as you as, as you had on the screen earlier. That was just perfect for me. Um, I would like to see Foden on the left, though, if as well. But again, he he could be cancelled out by Sterling. Anything? Yeah, that, who yeah. knows what he's thinking at the moment? I yeah, that's that's the thing. Lots of before I bring in G and um, Sophie. I don't, G and Sophie, you might disagree or agree with what I'm going to say. And the guys in the chat and people when they watch this, they rerun on souls. But I said it earlier in the stream because Southgate Southgate seems to reward England players that have done well for England. So when people get on England players that are not playing well for their clubs, Southgate sometimes doesn't really see it like that. Hmm. I Jordan Pickford, for example. Um, so yeah, um, coming to you, G. Who would be your front three? Uh, I'm gonna, I think you have to go with Kane up top, don't you? As much as yeah. we all say it, <laughs> um, <laughs> records insane, but it'll be, it'll um, be, it'll be, it'll be ex Tottenham soon, don't worry, G. It's all right, yeah, right. yeah. So we'll <laughs> <Better be. laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> um, for me, Grealish has just has to be there, he's just so special, and and I think everyone puts him in the same category as some of the others but I think he's just completely different um and I would say Foden on the other side purely because Grealish plays so freely that he doesn't stay he, you know he's not going to stay on the left he'll be all over the place so those may be interchanging and swapping as the game goes I think would be quite interesting yeah Sophie before I come to you I think you know what it is um it's crazy I I think Souls would agree with me um, when we sort of trying to pick um, an England 11 for, for Sunday that I, I can see 
it, it, it had to me, Froden and Grealish have to start. But looking at the setup of the team, I think one of them will miss out. Um, so it's going to upset the England fan base regardless because whatever Southgate's going to do. But um, Sophie, coming to you, like, what's your sort of thoughts? And also as well, Sophie, what your what is your score prediction for Sunday? Um, give me the thoughts on what they've said about the front three first, or um, I think Lottie wouldn't say you said um, you said you said the same thing you said. So you went Grealish, Kane, and Rashford. G, what did you say again? Sorry, I can't remember. Uh, Grealish, Kane, and Foden. Okay, cool. So what about you, about you, Sophie? Yeah. But yeah, I'm. Um, I'd obviously have Harry Kane, unfortunately. We'll <laughs> um, be starting him soon, so that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd have Kane, um, Grealish on the left, and it's difficult. Um, Sterling's not in there for me, um, because I just think his end product is very poor. Um, yeah, I agree. I'd go for Foden. Like, I do think Rashford is good. Does deserve to play, but I think sometimes he misses chances that he needs to put away. And that isn't good enough. Um, score predictions, that is so difficult. Um, I'm probably going to go 2-1. Um, I'm not... I, it's, it's difficult because, like, when... I know the friendlies, but when you watch how we played the other day, yeah. I'm not 100% convinced. Like, we were just very, like, boring to watch defensive, but we do have a really good team. Um, probably one of the best. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, like, 100% confident, but I do actually think we'll win. Okay. So, do you want to come in? What do you want to fire up the... Uh, the that it's coming home and the rest of it. Oh yeah, it's coming home. Obviously, until it can't, <laughs> until it's impossible, it's coming home. I don't care. It's coming home, lads. France bun them. They're 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 useless anyway. Germany bun them. All of them. Look at our front three. We can play Sancho. We can play Sterling. We can play Grealish. We can play Foden. Mount can do a job there. And don't forget, we've got our star boy that no one's mentioning. We've got Bakayo Saka coming off the bench. Game changer. Super sub. Got his goal for England the other day. Absolutely yeah. buzzing for him. You know, he's he's developed this season. And I do think he will feature. Maybe not start. But, you know, another player that none of you have mentioned, and I do think he's going to get the nod over a lot. Because don't forget, it's the right-hand side we're questioning. And the only right-hand sided player that we have is Sancho. And the only one who can the other person that can do a job is Saka. And mm. I know Saka won't be starting, not yet. So it's got I think Jaden Sancho will probably get the nod over Rashford if it is that right-hand side that's in question. Unfortunately, now I'm gonna go DCL. I'm not giving Harry Kane the start. He messed it up last time for us. So forget about him. Um, and then, yeah, on the, on the left, it's got... I think Jack Grealish is vital. And I think that showed in the friendlies. I think Southgate wanted to test him to see where he wants to play him. Whether that's going to be next to Declan Rice or whether that's going to be further up on that left-hand side. And I think because of his discipline of not sticking to his position, he's probably going to let him have that freedom on the left-hand side because he's more than likely going to play Luke Shaw. So I do think... That's got to be the front three. It's got to be, unfortunately, Harry Kane. Um, probably going to be top goal scorer if we do well in this tournament and we don't bottle it, ultimately. The less Spurs players in that 11, the better because we don't need bottle jobs because I want to be singing, it's coming home. I want to be in that final. Do you know that kick? Do you know what? I'm going to throw it back to a recent event, yeah, when Kieran Trippier scored that free kick. The bars went... 
all I'm saying, have you seen, yeah. seen the videos? Beer everywhere, you know, everyone was on a madness, everyone yeah. hugging each other when we were allowed to. Now we've yeah. got socially distanced yeah. to it, you know, little, you know, elbowing and Elbow that. Elbow pumps, yeah. 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 So I've got to say, I was down in Sh um, Box Park in Shoreditch for that. It was unbelievable. Oh, mate, yeah. Unbelievable Outdoors, to be there. It was hot, brilliant. I was washing was gimmicks that? out of my hair for days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so I would also ask you. I know I'm um, sort of moving away from England. There's a quite a big game on tonight, actually. I'm looking forward to actually Turkey versus Italy. Um, I mentioned before, Italy have got. I wouldn't say they've got a sort of a main main striker, but they've got guys that will do a job over you know a course of five or six games in a tournament. But what what's what's your score predictions for tonight? You know, irrespective of how much you know about Turkey and Italy, what's your what's your gut feeling telling you? Um, starting with Sophie. Oh, that's a really, that's a really hard question because I know in Turkey a lot of people probably think they're the underdogs as well. Um, yeah. but I think I'm going to go two nil Italy. Um, I think they've got Ooh. a really good team. Um, I don't know an awful lot about them because I am focusing more on England. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I'm going to go two nil. Um, I'm I think they will win. I'm like confident they will. I think they've got a lot of good players as well. Okay. We're gonna gonna ask Lottie and and G a loaded question. I'm gonna ask you obviously um the, what's your score prediction for tonight, but also what's your score prediction for England's game on Sunday, starting with G. Uh, so tonight I think um I'm gonna go Italy three one purely because I think they'll be really hungry from missing out on the last World Cup. Um, and they've also got a bit of a fresher team since then. Uh, I know they've got some old boys at the back, but yeah, you know. yeah, Benucci and Chiellini are still there, still yeah. there. <laughs> but you know, they've got a young goalkeeper, um, yes, um, and a pretty decent team. And I'm really looking forward to watching them, to be fair. Um, and I think on Sunday, I think it's going to be quite a tight game, but like I'm going to say 1 0 to us and it will probably be from a set again purely because the way we have been playing in our I know friendlies aren't the same but you know we haven't you know we've had to have a penalty or something we've not really created a, a lot so I think it'd be quite tight oh see I see yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go along go along with that Lottie coming to you I'm gonna go three two to Italy Ooh. I think it's gonna be an absolute goal fest if I'm honest with you I mean the quality, as you said earlier, the quality of Turkey at the moment is just unreal. I mean, play. Italy, Italy is are just as good. It's going to be a good game. It's got to be a good game. It's first game. As for England, <laughs> I think we're going to do it two one, but we're going to grab that goal in the last minutes and have that game off Croatia. See, gee, we're get one nil England. I tell you what, if England keep a clean sheet, I, I will be shocked. To be honest, with you, <laughs> because um, they've got a striker, Croatia, in Petkovic, who. They say with Croatia, they've got pint-sized footballers, but with Petkovic, she's sort of likened to a Livia Giroud type striker, so he's going to give them a bit more physical presence. But um, I'll give my score prediction probably towards the end of the stream for England. I'll, I'll keep people waiting, it's fine. But guys, I'm going to let you go, only because I've got some people want to wait in the background. But first, I want to thank you for coming on, for gracing me with your presence, and thank you for your insight. But before you go, Sophie, plug your channel. Where can people find you? And my YouTube is Guna Gossip TV. And thanks for having me on, by the way. Oh, yeah, congrats on 550, by the way. I've yes. not managed to get around to that. <laughs> That's it. So, so if we'll get you to up to a thousand by the end of the stream, don't worry about that. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get people subscribing <laughs> that there is. Well, Sophie, much love. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you.
Um, G, thank you for the first time on my channel. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you in person. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, where can the guys find you for your positivity and your amazing footballing skills for your local team? <laughs> um, so my Twitter is uh, at Lil Trigger 2, showing on the screen there. Um, yeah, I play local football as well down in Cornwall. So I, I sometimes post about it. So if you want to follow, I might do it more this coming season. Yes, you, you post away, G. You post away. <laughs> Thank you. I'm coming to my London homie, Lottie. Where can the guys find you? <laughs> um, you can find me on my Twitter handle, which is Lottie underscore B. It's with two eyes. Also, you can come and find me on Canon Chatter TV, which I have recently joined Stephen and G on. I do have my own show, which I've only just done the first episode. Um, we're also on Monday, we are we're back with the rumor, rumor mill at nine o'clock, and also we are kicking off our Three Lions show, Road to Wembley. So make sure you look in, guys. Canon Chatter TV, the people you've heard it here, go and subscribe. Do not even think about it, go and follow him on Twitter. Lottie, G, Sophie, I will speak to you very, very soon. Thank you for coming on. Much love. Thank you. Oh, we've got them off. Is it? We're going to get the next lot in coming in. Go, Gary's already in. We've got him stateside. We've got, we've got, we're going to bring her in. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to be that last panel. <laughs> we've got the stateside massive in the chat. Oh, no. We're going to bring in Mike, Mike, Mike as well. Guys, thank you, you for gracing me. thank you for yeah. gracing me with your presence. I appreciate you yeah. giving me up your time to kick off Euro 2020. I've been looking forward to this as well as my co-host, Guna Souls. So, <laughs> Gary, thank you for coming on the channel. Hello, thank you for uh, inviting me. You know I'm glad you know, I'm, I'm going to start a bit different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a plug at the start and the end. So, Gary, you oh, plug man. your channel where people find you. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm on DWTT on... Uh... On YouTube, just type in DWTT Arsenal. I should pop up first. Don't waste a tweet on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I, things have been a little dead for me lately with work and then with no Arsenal. So and no, I really no, don't no, want to. That's, that's a good thing, Gary. Don't worry. I, <laughs> I really don't want to talk about the transfer window because one, is not much to talk about. But two, I'm just going to get upset. So <laughs> no, I, I don't want you doing that on Euro 2020 preview. Do not get upset. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and I'm going to introduce my sister from stateside. 1,500 plus now. Round up to Jess. It's Jess Senior. Thank you for coming to the channel. Thank you for having me. I think I kind of forced my way on because you guys originally didn't have me and I was like, let me in. I want to be a part of it. So thank you for letting me be on the show. I really appreciate it. Jess, of course, she's going to be invited. Of course. Um, so now I've got congratulations on 1500 subs on your channel. Great, thank great you. content. I do try to keep up with it, but sometimes I need to sleep, Jess, and you know, it's fine. But I always do catch up. It's fine. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's all right. Mike, thank you. For coming to the channel long time no see thank you yeah good evening much. mate and uh, it's been a while wasn't it yeah it has been a while it's probably been a good thing mate because i, I don't really want to talk about arsenal for quite a while if i'm honest but it's, it's fine <laughs> oh he's gone mute has he gone there he's gone oh right we're gonna kick off gary i'm glad i got you and jess on actually because i'm gonna sort of take away the blood and thunder of england fans and the whole it's coming home and 20 points later and, you know, we're out in the semi-finals. Let's just rein it back in. Let's just rein it back in a little bit. Um, so I'm going to ask you first off the bat, what did you make of, what have you made, sorry, 
of the England squad. And on top of that, were you happy with the replacement in Ben White? Um, kicking off with Jess. I mean, uh, amazing attacking talent. I mean, there's nothing more to really say about that. I mean, going forward, totally stacked. I mean, Jack Grealish, Foden, Sancho, Rashford, Sterling, Kane. What more could you ask for? The only questions that I really have are from the front line back, you know, what's going on there. But ultimately, I think that there's enough there to make a good run um, far into the tournament. I know a lot of England fans have high hopes for this golden generation. And so I hope that Southgate's tactics can, you know, go together with the squad and you guys can get a good outcome from it. In regards to um, Ben White, I've said it multiple times on my channel. I don't think he's as good as people make him out to seem. Oh. He's just, he's just, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I'm, I'm not there with it. And Ward Prowse to me had a better game um, when I think it was the day after they chose Ben White. But Ward Prowse seemed to be able to give you something a little bit different. And then he has the dead ball specials as well. So I was a little bit like, okay, well, why don't you choose him? But ultimately, Ben White can play in multiple positions, they say. And uh, it is what it is. I don't rate him. <laughs> so that's just me. Je Jess, if, if I said to you, um, I think he's better than Rob Holden, would that change your mind? does it take much to be better than Rob Holding? Like, do you know what I mean? Like that, that's not a good gauge of like, is he a good center back? Like, you know, but I think he's better than holding, but it doesn't take much to be that. And from an Arsenal, like not like, we're not talking about Arsenal, but I wouldn't take him at Arsenal, but if he's good enough for England, then Hey, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's, know. Let, let's leave Arsenal to, I don't know, the start of the new season. That would, that'd be probably ideal. But um... <laughs> You've checked out. Haven't you, Albert? You're done. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't get too caught up in the transfer stuff, but um, <laughs> Gary, sort of the same question to you. Um, what did you make of the England squad? And also, um, touching on the game on Sunday against Croatia, um, I don't know if you managed to see the team lineup that I put up with me and Souls for what we thought Southgate might do. I'm going to put it up on screen. Would you do anything different, or would you think that's a team that he might possibly go with? Yeah, no, I, I guess any time the England squad comes up, the first thing is how many right backs are you going to have and why why can't you kind of even things out a little bit? That's usually the first thing that comes out. So it's, you know, right there, there's the man. I mean, that I think that right there, you've got the key to this, the England squad right there in the, in the bottom right. You know, what will he do with the players that he's got? Does he have good players? Yes, he, I believe he has really good players. Is he going to yeah. put them in positions to succeed and, and uh, flourish? That's the, that is the big question because sometimes when we see the team out there, they just don't look, you know, I don't think at the end of the day you look at them and go, we got the best out of them, right? So I think that's going to be the big question there. Uh, with with the <laughs> that's that's per, pretty much the big the big variable right for England right now isn't necessarily do they have the squad you know do they have the players to to, to compete it's whether or not they're going to actually perform um, we kind of see the same thing you know <laughs> I get, yeah in other other places uh, <laughs> other teams I support so yeah yeah but yeah, I think that's what it is there I you know I was glancing a little bit at the the squad I guess I might need to look at it again but I think did you have Jaden Sancho there. I, not in it's not in the starting lineup. No, 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 no yeah, okay. No. Yeah, I mean, I I think the one thing that the England squad does have is they're going to be able to attack well, and uh, uh, our team's going to be able to control that. I think that's going to be key. I think uh, they 
that's that's the key for me i think right there is they're going to have to lean on their strengths right and the strengths to me are up top uh if that puts enough pressure on other teams that they're you know they're not they're worried more about that than they are about their their offense then i think that'd be best for england right now uh based on what i've seen uh there's a lot of question marks you know as you like you said as you go back towards uh towards the goal from the from that midline midfield so that's kind of how I feel. It's gonna it's gonna pan out. Uh, the more that we talk about the, I mean, I don't want to say his name, but the more you talk about the Canes and the Grealishes and and yeah. all of that, I think the that's gonna tell you kind of how the game's going, right? If we're talking about uh, McGuire and we're talking about you know whoever's whoever's starting back there, you know whoever's gonna be the right back at, in the game, then I think that's when you know you know things are gonna be a little bit of, of a struggle for the team. So yeah. So before I bring you before I bring you in, you might want to pose some questions to Mark. Fantastic panel. Mike, I just want to bring you in, mate. Um with with England on with the England defense, I want to sort of concentrate on whether they play if they play a three at the back, who would you pick? Or if they go for a flat back four, who would be your personnel that you'd pick? Okay, um, so for me, if it's a back three. I can see Kyle Walker coming into the free, to yeah. be honest, as a, as a centre-back um, to play alongside probably Harry Maguire and John Stones in the, the other you know um, positions there for centre-back. I think Harry Maguire is back in training. I'm not too sure whether Sunday is going to be too soon for him, oh, but soon, yeah. if it's too soon, then you've got to look at probably Tyrone Mings, maybe. Because mm. um, obviously Connor Cody's in the squad as well, but I think Tyrone Mings will probably get the nod for me at, at left centre-back. Um, and then if you look at a, you know, a, a flat back four, really, I think you have to look at the right back. You know, I, I think Reese James ahead of Trippier because he was fantastic this season at Chelsea. Yeah. Just look at that Champions League final, for example, the way he dealt with Man City. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at the left-hand side, I think, you know, probably Ben Chilwell over Luke Shaw, in my opinion, on, on that side. And then uh, Harry, Maguire, Harry Maguire and uh, John Stones. In the middle, and obviously with Tyrone Mings coming in for the first game, yeah. Now, well, it's interesting because when Mings Souls are trying to even remotely try and get second guess what Southgate's going to do, which is in, which is not as impossible as our our, our head coach in Mikel Arteta, but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, I originally went. I originally thought Chilwell would get the left back nod. I, I just I, I just felt he would. Um, I thought Mings would play on the left of a three. I'm not saying it has to be a it has to be a left foot to play on the on the left of a three, but it, it does help to just to give a bit more balance. But then you could argue if Maguire was fit, Maguire would play there. So it doesn't really make a difference. But I originally went for Mings to start, but I've kind of changed the tune. I thought, you know what, maybe Cody will get in there more comfortable on the ball. But I um, think Mings naturally plays on the left and you have to keep people where they're, they're comfortable. You know what I mean? Cody usually plays on the right side, I think, for Wolves. So even if they're left-footed or right-footed, you kind of want to keep them comfortable. I think it would be Mings. I kind of agree with that, like Mings, because he naturally would play there. Kansa would play on the right, you know what I mean? So to me, Mings, even though – and I, this thing about he has a mistake in him, all defenders have a mistake in him. I, I don't really understand that. that. I can't stand yeah. that. It's like, he has a mistake in him. It's like, so everybody has a mistake in them. Like, even Virgil van Dijk has a mistake in him, like – <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so. that that's just just that's you know what that is. That's just Twitter world and people getting too passionate and carried away because they saw Mings's performance against in the warm up games. Oh my god, he, he he definitely can't play against Croatia. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like relax yourself, calm down. Like 
Southgate will probably, it won't surprise me if things just start on Sunday. So yeah. for the England fans that might start crying, just just relax. You know, it's, it's the first game. Just just take your time. Soul's going to bring you in, bro. What do you want to throw at the fantastic panel? Oh, I think I'll throw a slight question that I did pose earlier, but I think this would be quite a nice one to ask you. Who's your big player that's going to have a bad tournament? Oh, dear. Wow. That's a yeah, good question. Yeah, who's one? Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyone can start. Literally, it could be an England <laughs> player. It could be anyone at all. And I think it's good to get even the states like you're an outsider. Um, yes. Not saying you don't yeah. have a European follower. You might follow a team, but um, it's good to get your perspective yeah, from 100%. an outsider. So, yeah. um, Gary, go ahead. Like, who, who do you think? Unless someone's <sighs> already got a name, then they can go first if they want. It's Nobody a tricky is. one, that. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm just. I and guess I don't I'm, mind. I've not said it yet. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw one out there, just because of you know what I, what the future holds. Though I guess uh, I'm gonna. Th- I'm gonna. <laughs> you're gonna. You're gonna either laugh, cry, or you know, faint or whatever. But I'm thinking like, I'm tempted to say Ronaldo might have a. You know, he might, have a, he, he might have a. Bad, <laughs> uh, a bad tournament, and there, yeah. I, 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 I gotta look at it. You look at the team, the way that they play. People are saying they are saying it now, though. You know, there were whispers. You know, when he when he comes out of the game, the team plays a little bit better, right? Because it's not, uh, it's just, you know, it's an easy one to pick. I think when I now I think about it, because all the commentary says that that uh, the team plays. They have really good players, but they are. It seems like hell bent on, you know, uh, gearing the, the the squad around Cristiano, and they don't really need to do that. If they played, I think if they played an even kill game, teams would be in trouble. But if they try to cater to one player, I think they're going to put themselves in some problems there. And it, he's not going to be able to, to do what he's done in the past. I mean, he's getting old and, you know, they're saying, you know, this probably his last Euro, right? And maybe, you know, one or the second or, you know, his penult- penultimate uh, European tournament that he's going to play in, right? So it might be over, you know, it might be over for him. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ronaldo. I know it's, it's either easy or hard depending on how you think about it, but, you know, he might surprise him. But, I, you know, I think, you know, we'll see what happens when he comes in and out of the game, how the team uh, performs, because that'll be, yeah, that's what I'm going to go it with. Feels like, it feels like he's out of form. Like, yeah. that's what it, it does, kind of feels yeah. like. It feels like he's out of form. It's pretty clear from what I've seen. Like, he's still getting in good positions, but snatching at shots, that's not good. Going into a tournament, you want to see people being fresh. But Portugal is kind of like, what, they're my favorites to win the tournament still. And the reason for that is because I think we're going to see the depth of that team and the quality of that team with or without Ronaldo, because even without them, even if you take Ronaldo out, there still would be a favorite. It's okay. it's very similar to France. You would take Benzema out. They're still pretty much favorites. So I think we'll see the depth. Diego Jota, Bernardo Silva, these players are going to step up. Bruno Fernandes. He yeah. has loads, 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 loads. They've got yeah. a ridiculous uh, strength and depth with Portugal, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, I, my pick was also that Ronaldo, I think he's going to have a substandard. He's going to score a hat-trick in the, the, the next game. But no, um, that, that leads me on to my next question, really, to ask you guys. Um, just coming back, just to that one, just for a minute, oh, with my. me as well. I think that, that Benzema, I think everyone's bigging Benzema out for France, but I think if you look at Mbappe and, and Griezmann, I think if he has a bad tournament, it's not going to be the be-all or end-all. Like, France yeah. can still go on and win the thing. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. You know, you know, I'm about to become the most hated man on YouTube. I'm actually going to go with Bruno Fernandes. 
because I actually haven't okay. rated him. I actually don't rate him as highly as many people do. I think when the pressure's on, he crumbles. He's not, he's and not that's what yeah. that's what I've seen a lot. And it's not about stat padding. It's not about. But it's just when he's needed to turn up, he hasn't. And I think that's going to be the situation in Portugal as well, um, especially. And I think their player to watch is going to be Diego Jota. I think he's the one who's going to he's set well. that team alight. For sure. I actually watched the, the Portugal game and actually covered them um, for one of the commentary channels. I, I do a little bit of stuff on uh, in the pre-tournament friendly against Israel the other night. And I think, you know, Bruno Fernandes in that game, he, he looked pretty good. I thought he had a good uh, good sort of warm-up game, really. So I think that's a, that's they a get further into yeah. the tournament. Yeah, they get into further yeah. in the tournament. But when you have depth in your squad, it doesn't matter. Like, he can be kind of peripheral and other players can step up. So mm-hmm. they still have a bad tournament. And, you know, like, if you win, everything is, like, all forgotten. Like, when Chelsea won the, the Champions League, everybody acted like they didn't see Warner had – was, was yeah. horrendous, like, you know what I mean? So I can see Bruno having some maybe bad, worse performances further into the tournament and being peripheral, but the squad, the squad, it's too good. It's too good. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and just Bruno as well, you know, he might have a really bad game, but he still probably put the penalty away if he gets a penalty. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, listen, listen. People complain about, um, how can I put it nicely, gamesmanship in the Premier League. Yeah. You see nothing yet in a major tournament. <laughs> Believe me. There's some very, how can I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna swear on my job. There's some footballers that are very street smart in, in gaining an advantage, which you will see over the coming games and weeks. Um, I would say pr- pr- predominantly look at the game of group of death. Then you'll see a lot of that going on. That's what I would say. <laughs> but before, I, but before I let you guys go, I'm going to ask you one more. What, it's, going be, it's going to be a loaded question. Two questions. Um, right. Who's your dark horse to win the tournament, and how far do you think England will go? I'm going to kick off with Gary. Okay. Uh, I I mean I th- uh, okay. So the dark horse for me. Oof. Oof. I think the dark horse. Okay, I want to go with Italy. I yes, think I think they're. I think they're a dark horse. Uh, I. They don't have uh, all the biggest names out there. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think they. What well, they might have. What they're going to have. I think is maybe some con- a better continuity. You know. I think uh, they've got some older players that have seen and done this thing before. So I think that might be. That might surprise some teams. Uh, so we'll see how they do. What, today, right? So yeah, Italy, I mean, Turkey. Yeah, yeah. So this might this will be a good test for them. Everybody's thinking it should be easy, but I think it'll be tough. But I think we'll see. You know, see how they come through this, and uh, uh, that will be the the start to the to the tournament. How far England will go? Oh god! Oh boy! Here we go! Well, come I, on, Gary. I listen. I listen to some reports, and it doesn't seem like anybody thinks they're going to get past the the sixteen. So they might make it out of the group, but then after that, I think. Based on the way that the thing's set up, they're not going to make it further than that. Um, they should be able to. I mean, it's, I think I, I like to say, I, you know, if we can see some individual brilliance from some of the players, and that will help them, I believe. Uh, if they can overcome, you know, the coaching, if that's if that's going to be uh, one of the negatives going in, or the formation, or something like that. But if they can have one of those, you know, one of those players up top that just have a really, you know, a really good game. Where then you know they're able to be touched and stuff like that, then uh yeah, but I, I kind of see them making making it out of the group, but then uh then falling at that point. 
So yeah, yeah. I, I've I've seen some of the potential quarterfinal lineups if it goes to plan. It's looking rather, rather, rather tasty. Um, Mike, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> how same question, mate? Your your dark horse for the tournament to win it, and also how England will do. Um, the first part of that question, I've gone Netherlands. I think they'll have a, a good tournament. Good if you shout. look at them, they've got Nathan Aki at the back alongside the Licks as well. Brian Gravenberch in midfielder. Ajax yeah. is a fantastic young player. Uh, Frankie de Jong as well. Um, of course, they've got Wijnaldum, who's you know, moved on to PSG mm -hmm. now from Liverpool. Good old Memphis. Up front, up front, they've got you know Luke de Jong and um, Daniel Malen as well, and Memphis Depay. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's something about them, and I think they'll get to the latter stages, yeah. Um, and That's as right. for England, I think England will get out of the group. I think we'll top the group, in my opinion. And then after that, we'll get probably a Portugal or somebody. And, and I see this probably going Ooh. up at that stage. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, well, listen, there's some England fans. I see them certainly. They don't think they get out of the group. Unless it's England fans saying that. Um, and Jess, we're going to come to you to, to for the finale. What's, give, give us your forthright views in your dark horse and England's prospects. Well, I would say Italy, but I have a hard time believing that they're dark horses when you actually look at their roster and you see the amount of depth and quality in that team. I think a dark horse has to be somebody that it, they can't have that level of quality. Like Italy is crazily stacked. So I'm actually going to go with a team that has quality, but it's in a little bit of a funk and people are thinking that they won't get out of the group or they'll come in third. I actually think Germany. And the reason wow. why is because no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. You bring Mueller back, you bring Mats Hummels back, and all of a sudden you have your experience back. And then you have players like Havertz that are coming into form. I think that personally, I think they'll come second in that group of death. So I've already kind of said, you know, I think Portugal is going to go far. So I have feelings that the favorites are going to stumble just a little bit in France. They'll still make it through that group of death, but they'll come third. I know that's controversial. Clip me. It's fine. <laughs> I, think, I think Germany will come second in that group D and they'll get far in that tournament and um, they may be their dark horse. They have enough, but they don't have pressure and that's yeah. the best position to be in. Right. So, and then with England, go on, Jess, say it, go on, go on. Look, um, <laughs> I just, think Southgate is going to Southgate it up. Like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to go for it enough. Like personally, like I think they have so much offensive talent that they should just go for it. That being said, yeah, I think good. they can at least get, I mean, they're going to get out of the group for sure. Like, what are you yeah. guys saying? You know, but uh, let's say quarters, you know, something like that. Like, I don't trust Southgate to get the lineup right. Cause he's got so much attacking options. I think that'd be one of the things completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just so. Let me. I need to watch like the first game yeah. and see how they're looking. Yeah, because <laughs> it's hard to say right now. Like you know what I mean. They can come out and be good. You know. I don't know. Like you know. So I'll say quarters. You know. Mm. But um, watch Germany. No pressure, yeah. but still quality. Watch them. They're gonna pull something out of the hat. I have a feeling. So, so we would definitely try and fit in a watch along with Germany. Watch along at some point, definitely. Yeah. But um, guys. I want to thank you for coming on. Much love and great support for my channel as always. Um, Mike, where can the guys find you? Thank you for coming on, mate. Oh, absolutely. A pleasure. And thanks for inviting me on as well, Albert, and, and Souls as well. Um, so I've got a couple of different places that you can find me. The uh, Guna Elite is Guna Elite on Twitter. It's just at Guna yeah. Elite. And then I'm also doing some commentary stuff. We, we were absolutely rammed throughout the Euros as well. Covering yeah. So many games. We're covering games every single day. Um, 
and that's uh, at commentary live one. You'll be able to find that the commentary hub and uh, my own personal one is at Stephen Isguna as well. So thought I'd give my own little personal one a plug as well. But thanks for of, having of me on. Of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me on, and I'm sure we'll, we'll hook up again soon now, but mate. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks so much. Pleasure, Gary. My, my, my support from day one. Thank you, mate. Where can the guys find you, my friend? Yeah. So once again, uh, you can find me on DWTT on YouTube, uh, DWTT Arsenal in the search window, and I'll come up first. I believe I come up first still. Uh, don't waste a tweet on Twitter. Um, typically, I do a show twice a week, Arsenal Fan Circle with uh, with Ray. Um, I've been on here a couple times now, so yeah. I've enjoyed that. Mr. Ryan's Mr. Arsenal. I've been on there, and uh, I guess you'll see me in the uh, chats otherwise. So, yeah. <laughs> Gary, thank you. And yeah. finally, Jess, sister from the States. Where can the guys find you, Jess? Yeah, on Twitter at it's Jessino and on YouTube at She Knows Arsenal. Um, I will be trying to get into the Euros content. So my first watch along will be France versus Germany on the 15th on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then so I'll be doing a couple of watch alongs and previews with other fans from other teams. And then, of course, you can catch me with Arsenal content, transfer news and all that type of stuff. Usually at 6 p.m. UK time as well as 10 p.m. UK time, including today, where we'll talk about whatever happens between Turkey and Italy and some of the newest transfer rumors for Arsenal. Well said. And just to guys let you know, there's a very important thing happening on the 15th as well. It's my birthday. Oh, so any, yeah. any, any virtual birthday cakes in the chat and on Twitter yeah. will be very much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> so no oh. watching on that day, unfortunately, but like, um, Barry, just stay side. I want right. to get you to one, especially because to take you away, get away from England and to get your outside views of, how they're going to do and your thoughts about other teams being dangerous in the tournament. So thank you for coming on and I'll speak to both of you very, very soon. Much love. All right. Bye. See you. Bye-bye. So we're getting, we're getting through, we're getting through thick and fast. We have two more people waiting in the wings. Let's get them in. Man. Let's get yeah. my Arsenal brother in. Ross. Hey, how you Welcome doing? To, not bad, bruv. Good to get you on, man. Good to see you, man. I forgot what you look like, man. Mate, it's been a while, isn't it? Sorry, man. Sorry, I've been busy. No, you've been a busy guy. No life. And I'm going to get my other second guest in, representing Newcastle United. We've got John in the house. John Sinclair. What's happening, mate? How are we doing, kid? Are you good? Just no, um, good to... I just moved it off. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Thanks for letting me know. But um, no, great to get you on, man. Um, Sort of getting one to get away from club football for once. Just talk about the Euros. I've been looking forward to it for time. So, going to come to you guys. Uh, I'm going to start off with a question. And I kind of answered the question earlier in the stream, but I want to get you two guys' thoughts um, about Gareth Southgate, really, more so. Um, is that if, if there's any positives you can give him for his time as England manager up until this point, um, trying, to, trying to sort of strip it back and not to concentrate too much on. This, this squad for the tournament, but what have you made of his time with England? Let me give you a bit of context. I'll come to Ross first, actually. Um, people talk about he sort of kind of had a helping hand in terms of bringing, getting people to kind of, not, I won't say love England, but like England again. There's a bit more of a, the players and the, the, the media and the, sort of the England fans and that togetherness. Do, would, would you agree with that? He's brought a different culture, should I say, to the, the England setup. Um, would you agree with that? And what do you make of his time as England manager? Um, 
I don't think he's done as badly as some people make out. Um, I think he's done okay. He's qualified us, which is all he can do. Um, I think, you know, we've had this with some Premier League managers, like, for example, when David Moyes was manager of Manchester United. If you're not a popular choice, you're always going to struggle, um, yeah, especially when a couple of results don't go your way. Um, you know, it's like some managers, like we've seen with Arsenal, some get a lot more time than others, don't they? Um, <laughs> just to say that, right? So um, I think he's done okay. He's 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 beaten who he can, who, who's in front of him, and he's qualified us. Um, I think the squad he picked was pretty good. Um, I don't mean there's many that I would have changed. Um, I think four right backs, obviously, we're strong in a right back position, was a bit of a thing, but fine. Um, but I think he's, he, you know, he's done okay. There was, I don't think there's a lot more that he could have done. I, I would have maybe. I was disappointed not to see James Madison from Leicester in there, but I also understand that he had some injury problems as well. So towards in the season, so um, I like. I think we chatted before um, Albert, and I, I like what he's trying to do. He's trying to make players earn their call up. You know, what I mean? yeah, he's, 100%. he's not just putting names in there like, "Oh, you're back from fitness now. We'll pick you again." You know, he, and he's trying to do that, which I quite like. Um, but I, I think he's done okay. He's just getting a bit of stick because he is Gareth Southgate, and he's not. You know Gareth Southgate, Enio. You know, you know, our <laughs> manager. You know, so you know he's done what he can do. I think. No, good shout, man. Um, yeah, John. Sort of the same question to you. What What do you sort of, from the outside view, what do you sort of make of Southgate and the things I mentioned in terms of improving the culture of the side? Because when, before you ask that, John, I don't know if you guys remember it. Um, probably about two, three years ago, I think it's on BT Sport, Rio Ferdinand and two of the England players are talking about, um, you know, could they, have won a, could they have won a tournament in the past? What was sort of stopping England winning the tournament in the past before? And he talks about club rivalry and um, not wanting to get one over on the on, on your teammates and all that sort of thing. And I just thought, hold on a minute. You know, there's not many players that get the chance to play for England firstly in a major tournament. Why would the club rivalry, rivalry thing be an issue? I, I, I couldn't, for me, I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. It actually quite annoyed me, if I'm being honest. I think Southgate sort of kind of stripped that back a little bit where, like I said, he's brought the media and the, the fans sort of kind of closer to the players. Would you agree with that? And what do you make of his time as England manager, mate? Um, Listen, I mean, Gal Southgate is not my, it's not my manager, but yeah, what yeah. he's done, I can agree with um, Roz, he's done all care. But the players that he's got, I mean, he's trying to get young players coming in just to, um, you know, for the future, sort of, and for the players yeah. for the next seven or eight years, yeah. But the only thing I'm disappointed about is um, not picking James Ward-Prowse. I mean, he's the guy who can make things happen because he's had a good season Southampton. But he seems to keep picking players by reputations up on form. But at the end of the day, he's done a fantastic job in um, Russia. He's absolutely fantastic. But it seems to me he just loves his defenders all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's like to feel a back, five at the back. You know, I want to see to play a four three three. You've got the players to do it. Grealish got Mount. We got Sterling. Got Kieran. We can play four three three. But listen, at the end of the day, I mean, are we going to win the tournament? Probably not. But <laughs> listen, I think we can go a long way for the players that we've got. It all depends on our defense because. I don't think our defence is our strongest point. I mean, yeah. Tyrone Mings, I'm not sure about him. I'm not a fan of Tyrone Mings. Uh, he's just um, he's error prone, but we badly miss Harry Maguire sort of thing. You know, it all becomes fit. I don't think a player this game 
you probably play against Scotland. But the players Southgate has picked, I mean, I would have been quite happy. But I would not pick Mims. I don't. I play James Ward Prowse instead. Ben White is on poor than any in this level, and he? yeah. he's never played in this tournament in the testify, and he saw got to see how it goes. But yeah, I just hope that we just give a good account of ourselves and um hopefully just um give our best shot. No, fair play. Good good answers, guys. So do you want to drop in drop in any questions to drop in some questions to Ross and um Jonathan and John as well? Yeah, I think um we'll go with your sort of out well, I'll go with your actual best player prediction and your top goal scorer prediction of the tournament. It could be the same player or it could be two different players. Ross, go ahead, Mo. Who do you think? Um, are you talking about like every every team in the tournament, right? Yeah, yeah, full tournament. Yeah, wow. bro. Um, <laughs> oh, hit me with it, right? Um, <laughs> Christ, you can't. I mean, everyone who knows me knows that I, I think Ronaldo's better than um, Messi. I, I generally do. I know there's obviously not, not much to choose between the two, but even at what is he now, 35, 36? Yeah. Christ, I, I, I can't remember the last time I see the guy had a bad game. Um, and I think Portugal have got a really talented squad, actually, a very underrated squad. Um, so I'd have to go sort of really both those questions. I have to answer Ronaldo, really. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for him for both, really. I think he's, he'd probably be top scorer and, and player of the tournament. You know, that actually shocks me because a lot of people think he's going to have a bad tournament for a big player. But that's quite interesting to see that someone thinks the opposite. And the same to you, John. Who do you think is going to be the top goal scorer or and the um, best player of the tournament? Um, I'll go over a long shot, you know. Go on, mate. I'll go, go on, and see Romelu Lukaku from Belgium. Okay. And the team, the team's going to win it for me. I hope it's Italy. And I wow. knew I love Italian football. Yeah, you do. You I, do. You do. I love it. I think if you look at the Italian team, I think it's a canny team there. But all the concern is that um, Chalidi and Panucci are both class players, fast experience, but they're a bit slow on the edge now. The both yeah. wrong side of 30. Paolo Bruma, what a keeper he is. Midfield's fantastic. Up front, my only concern, and I love the guys in Mobile. I mean, listen, for Lazio, he's been magnificent up front. Yeah. 20 goals last season, 36 goals season before that. But he just hasn't got it in the international stage. Yeah. And I think yeah. Bellotti is a canny player here, mind. And I do like Bellotti as well. But he needs to move away from Torino in the summer if he's going to improve himself. Yeah, he's still young, but he needs to go to a bigger Italian club. And Torino, I think he's done his time there. But for me, Lukaku, top scorer, hopefully my... Hard to say it's he's going to win it. Now, John, you know, I want to quickly come back to you on that with Italy because I, I kind of said to Souls that they were kind of my dark horses for the tournament. I don't know. I, I was saying to Souls before the stream, mate, that I think apparently, I don't know if it's true that um, Lorenzo Pellegrini, is he out of the tournament? Apparently, he's, in, apparently he's injured. Out, sorry? Um, Lorenzo Pellegrini, apparently he's out of the tournament for um, Italy. Yeah. That's big a blow, that really. Yeah, big blow. He's, he's, he's one of the better players for Roma this season. He makes things happen. We can play in the 10 role, you play in midfield, you play wide. I mean, he's coming on loose and bones. Like, he's uh, and he's just a Roma captain as well. And, um, yeah, I, I think he's a decent, decent young player. And I think it'd be a big miss, big miss. 
Yeah, it was, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true because I think with Italy, you're touching on again before I sort of move on to the next thing. Like I said before, they've yeah. got like they've got like a number of strikers that can, I would say, in tournament football, could get you over the line. But I just think they haven't got sort of a main sort of like a, I would say like a an Inzaghi type or a Christian Vieri type back in the day. That like, they haven't got that kind of, but they've got guys that can do the job. But like I said, I think they're my sort of out. They're my sort of dark horses to win it. Um, so in terms of, would you say Belotti is the main man ahead of Immobile, or would you say they're both on the same sort of level? Um, I say um, you tell me Immobile and Belotti. Did you say because I got yeah, yeah, hardly yeah. hearing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think out of the two players, I mean, um, Belotti's quite quick for a big lad. Immobile yeah. haven't got that fierce. But um, he's not the quickest, but he knows exactly where the goal is. They've given a chance. He's got some cracking goals so last year. But Bellotti is quick. And I think a lot of people would have preferred Bellotti up front rather than Immobile. And the, out of the two, I would just pick um, Bellotti because um, because I think he's got everything about him as well. He's powerful. He's quick. Score goals. Immobile. I think they're both the same. I think they're both the same. But if I was yeah. a national squad, I'd just go Bellotti. No, good shout. Ross, I'm going to come to you, mate. I just want to sort of generally ask you, I'm going to ask you sort of about, about England. I'm going to get the group, all the groups up on the screen. Um, firstly, do you think England will top their group? And who do you think out of the group of death, as they say, group F of Hungary, Portugal, France and Germany, who do you think's going to, who do you think is going to top that group? Um, I think England will, will top their group. Um okay. I think obviously this, the Scotland game will be difficult just because it's England Scotland. I think Croatia have got obviously a talented squad, but I, I think some of their players are starting to age quite a lot now. Um, I think Modric and Rakitic are about 35 ish and stuff like that. Um, so I, I do expect England to get out of that group. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, the group of death. Ooh, wow. Tough, man. <laughs> any one of those teams. I mean, France, obviously, we know are the favourites. Portugal, we've touched on, I've got a talented squad. Um, my dad has said to me ever since I was a little boy, never ever write off the Germans in tournament football. They, yeah, 100%. they have a way of turning up at tournaments, you know, bang on form, players fit. It's just it's just what they do, you know. So Christ, you know, <laughs> it's a coin, anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I'd have to go for France because we know they're the favourites, but yeah, any one of them. Yeah, Ross, you know, I'm going to touch on what you said about Croatia um, because it's strange because technically they've got some fantastic footballers and, and they've had fantastic footballers and they're not a big country. People have to, have, to, have to remember that. So they haven't got a massive pool to choose from, but the guys they do produce are incredible. I mean, like I said earlier in the stream, they've lost Rakitic to retirement and Mandzukic to retirement. They had the goalkeeper, Subasic, who's been who's there for years. He's gone. But... Some of the younger boys have stepped up. You know, remember Nikola Vlasic, who's an ex-Everton, he's at um, CSK now, he's done well. You've got a new goalkeeper, Livakovic, who's doing okay. You've got, obviously, Orsic, who scored a hat-trick against Spurs in the Europa League. Um, and you've got Bruno Petkovic, who's like a, they say, like an Olivia Giroud-type kind of striker. It gives them that physical presence away from just being like a technical side. So, you know what? I, I just hope when England do play Croatia on Sunday, that it doesn't, we don't sort of have a rerun of what happened in 2018 because, John, I'm going to come to you, mate, sort of thing. Um, one thing I've always sort of criticised England for, and I've seen a lot of England's from, you know, since 
I remember the first World Cup, I remember seeing them in 1990, that England just don't, whoever the manager is, don't seem to keep the ball very well. Um, and do you think that's one of the main reasons why they've not really won a major tournament since um, sort of 66 is because of their inability to keep the ball? Yeah, I can hear parts of you, Albert, sort of thing. You're cracking up a little bit as well. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you heard us said about England Croatia sort of thing. I just couldn't hear the rest of you as well because you're yeah, just cracking just, up just as well. So yeah, just in, term, sorry. just in terms of England don't keep the ball very, very well. So do you think that's probably one of the, one of the things you're probably concerned of England on Sunday against Croatia? Yeah. Yeah. Um... That's, I have to agree with you sort of thing. I mean, the most important thing is keeping the bar. We're not very good at it at all whatsoever, no, that sort no, of thing. Those touches very important. But Croatia, look at the Croatia team. Listen, they've got all that team, but they're, they're a very good team. They've got experience yeah. in the team, got knowledge in there. You said Pekovic as well, I think you mentioned as well. Mm. And you got Borsovic as well. And they look a good team, but most of them are over 30 years old. But yeah. if you can get them for the offset... We could cause them a lot of problems, but it's down to our attackers as well. And if you can start well and get them off on the front foot, I think we're just about winning this game. It's not going to be easy, though, but no, you no, have 100%. to be patient. 100%. And I think it's going to be um, probably one goal in it, probably 2 1 to England. We yeah, are going to concede. Also, going back to Italy very quickly as well, there's yeah. two other players going to watch our four as well, I haven't mentioned. Yeah. And that's um, Chiesa. Yes. And also, there's a young, as a young lad as well. He, I don't even know who you heard of. If it was Raspadori, plays for Sassuolo. He's a young, oh, okay. up and coming striker. He's going to make some noise. And he's quick. He plays for Sassuolo. And he's been linked to a um, couple of big clubs as well in um, Italy. So, yeah, I think he's going to make some noise as a kid. Yeah. And of course, no, not forgetting um, Verratti quality. Absolutely quality, yeah. Uh, yeah, different class, man. But yeah, guys, before I let you two go, I'll firstly thank you for coming on. But Ross, I'm gonna, I know you've got something, so I'm gonna come to you first, mate. Um, how do you think England will do in the tournament? Um, and if you if you had to, if you could only pick one team to win this tournament, who's it gonna be? Um, I think England will do okay. Um, I think the problem with England that's always been for me personally is. They lack confidence and they seem to bottle it a bit. Um, what I would really like to see England do, which they they always they, they always fail at in tournaments for me, is play like they do for their club teams. You know, it's it's like yeah. they put an England shirt and they forget how to play. You know, they they're scared to take on players, they're scared yeah. to take on the man, and they need to stop that and just play how they do as they do for their clubs. And I think they'll do well. Um, how far they can go, it's a tricky one, mate, because it depends who they meet. Um, I guess, but technically they they've got the players to win it. They have. We've we've got a, yeah. we've got a great goal scorer, as you know. I know plays for Spurs, unfortunately. But <laughs> expert suit, expert suit. Yeah. People can say what they want about Harry Kane, but he'd walk into any any club side, he, yeah. or any any um, any of these teams, France, Germany, whatever. Um, we've got great creators, Grealish, people like that. We've got wingers. We've got the players to hurt other teams. It's just we need a bit of luck. We need to, you know. Believe in, in themselves, play how they do for the shirts and see how far they can go, really. Um, and then just hope VAR doesn't screw us over or, or, a, or a crooked ref or something like that, you know. Um, but other than that, I think they just, they just need to do that. And, and I think they, they've got the talent to go all the way. They really have. 
Um, I think, again, unfortunately, I'd have to pick France. Their, their, their strength and depth is just... It's insane. You can make a squad out of the players they left out. It's, it's that. <laughs> yeah, I see, yeah, I saw the president make it. It's mad. And it's they mad. would qualify. They would qualify in front of, instead of one of the other teams. So, yeah, I've got to go. Under-21s could have done a good job. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Even Meccano yeah. and Canate and people like these. It's, just, it's, it's sick. It really is. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go for France, mate. No, good shout. John, same question to you, mate. You're... Who who do you think will who who's your if you had one team to pick who do you think is going to win this tournament, mate? Um, one team's going to pick my my heart said Italy, but I think for me personally, I think it's going to be France. So because France knows what got all that takes in this competition, they won the yeah. World Cup, yours as well. They got some cracking players there. They know the players. The player knows them. And they play cracking stuff. And um, when it comes to it, I think they know how to win the big games, the big tournaments. I think they'll be the team to stop. But as for England, for me, I hope we get to minimum quarterfinals, minimum. But we have got to start well. One thing I will say, we haven't won an opening game in Euros ever. Wow. What's a stat? That's incredible. You know, I, it, I knew England's record wasn't very good, but I didn't realise it was that bad. Um, that's not great. That's not great at all. You're right. I remember Euro 96, they drew 1-1 with Switzerland. Oh, God. Euro 92, 0-0 with France. Um, God, mm. you're, you're right, man. It's it's a dismal record. Lost. You lost two on the fans in the yeah. first game. You lost yeah. three two against Portugal. Yeah. It was two against Portugal back in 2000. Yeah. And we messed yeah. up on that. And... Yeah. We need to fix up. We need to make history and win in the first game. Win the first game, right? And then we could just say, you know what? We got qualify for the next round, you know. Put Croatia under pressure. We've got to get out with three points on the board. Do that well away. And yeah. next stop's gone. No, John, that's a that's a great shout. I, 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 I was aware the record was bad, but I didn't realise it was that bad. But um, now, John, I want to thank you for coming on, mate. Um. Big up to you. Well done on getting past 700 subscribers on your channel, mate. I did notice that. So, well done to you, mate. Well done. You put in the hard Thanks work, mate. Thanks very much. Pretty much so. Thank you very much for having us on. And uh, let's hope we get it on again soon. Yeah, absolutely, John. John, thanks for coming on. Souls, anything you want to say to John? Um, I think you pretty much asked the questions I was going to ask. Like, obviously, we <laughs> talked about the sort of best players, the top goal scorers, and how well England are going to do. I think that's it does pretty much sum it up. Actually, mm. no, because you, you like your Italian, so what's the score prediction for tonight? Obviously, Good lineups shout. have been pretty Good much uh, pretty much been released. Um, so Big. what do you think, how that's going to go? Big shout. Two of your good team, mate. But very, very tough. But we you got Italy 27 games unbeaten, haven't been beaten for nearly three years under Mancini. And he plays 4 3 3 and attacking mm. football, Mancini doesn't mix, doesn't add up. Do you know what I mean? Mancini is like conservative, cautious as well. Yeah, 100%. But he's getting the players playing fantastic football. He allowed the players to do all he wants, gets it. And like I said, I mean, Verratti midfield's classy. Got so much. Absolutely young player, young gun, and up front, like I said. So, unnormally, steps up, and um, hopefully. I expect, I think Italy will win by a goal and it's going to be tight if I say 1-0 at least. It's going to be rusty. 1-0. John, big shout. Thank you, mate. Thanks for coming and I'll speak to you very, very soon. You too, lads. Thanks for having us on. So, the flying through, we've got one, the, our last <laughs> guest before the kickoff. 
we have got I'm gonna bring in my my brother from the Midlands, man. Chris, <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> Not bad, mate. Before I introduce, before I get to you, man, I'm gonna bring in my other two final guests as well. The Arsenal dream team are in the house, waiting patiently in the background. Let's bring in boxing maestro channel, Joe. <laughs> Joe, two sets. I'm gonna come back to you, Joe. Two sets. I'm gonna get my boy in RJ, the free yeah. flight Simeon. Not just about Arsenal, but England as well. There he is. There's my guy. Yeah. Next Go England ahead, manager. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. Now, guys, guys, thank you for waiting patiently. Um, thank you for coming on. Um, it's, this was a hard getting people's availability, to, but to get the guests I've got to come on, so it's been incredible. Um, great views and insight, Chris. I'm going to kick off with you first, mate. Obviously, okay. um. You know, you know, Jack. It's only a matter of time before Jack Grealish actually decides to come to London. Just want to get that in there before I make you feel better. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know. I didn't know Chelsea were interested in him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, now Chris, it's great to get you on again, mate. Um, love speaking to you, man. About footy. So, um, yeah, this is different this time. Obviously, we talk about normally ask Villa or Arsenal, but um, yeah. yes, England, man. Um. Before, yeah, the thoughts, the thing I want to ask you about England mainly is um, Gareth Southgate. We've kind of touched upon it with sort of other guests, but I want to get your view, obviously, in being an ex-Villa man as well. Um, do you think the criticism of Southgate, um, do you understand it or do you feel it, or do you think it's a bit over the top when it comes to England? I mean, I suppose you can look at it from, you know, in all fairness, um, you know, you look at qualification for 2018 World Cup, qualification for this tournament. We've kind of flown through it, which is good. Um, you know, we won the games pretty well, which we should have done. But then in all fairness, we've always done that, haven't we? Over the years, we go into a tournament and we've won every game. Um, you know, won every game on the way there. I mean, we, we did all right in 2018, got to the semis, but realistically didn't really come up against anyone decent mm. um I, I think it's it probably is harsh to some extent but i think at the same time he doesn't do himself any favors with some of the decisions he makes some of the things he says as well um you know it's it, it's it's just odd when he was whether it's he says it tongue in cheek or not he's he's kind of got one of those faces and one of those voices that you're not sure whether he's whether he's joking or or not like last yeah. week when he picked four right backs, um, and then he, he made a joke saying, "If I could, I'd have picked a fifth, fifth or sixth right back." And you're kind of thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, if he's serious or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, certainly considering the way he's kind of been, um, you know, in the decisions he makes, you think, you know, just he makes things hard for himself, doesn't he? Really. Um, so I don't know. I think sometimes I think a lot of the, like. Football-wise and results-wise, he's done what he needs to do. Um, but he just does make odd decisions here and there. Um, you, you know, sometimes there are players who play really well that he just does not, doesn't seem to be interested in. I mean, up until recently, uh, you know, Eric Dyer was, was, was in it oh, all the time, yeah, even though he'd yeah. been really poor. Um, and I know he's, he's come out of the team now, but you kind of think it was almost, it was one of them, it was like, how long? How, how long is it going to take? And then, you know, he picks the four right backs and he says, I see four good players. And I kind of think, OK, I get that. But 
when is Trent ever played in midfield? You know, maybe when he was a kid. Yeah. You know, rather than rather than say we've got Trent who could play centre midfield, pick another centre midfielder. So I think it's just things like that, really. Um, you know, he's always been a bit of a I don't know, I don't want to say an oddball, but a bit of a dry, dry, boring bloke. To be fair, you could kind of see that from his his time at Aston Villa as well. Yeah. Um, he's there all the time as well, watching watching Villa. Yeah. You know, and he's and you know, obviously, you know, eventually he kind of got round and, and picked Jack, um, which which he, he couldn't not eventually. So it just is, you know, it's it's a big tournament for him, I think, really, because he's gonna get he's gonna be properly tested. You think you think really when we've come up against tough teams, um, obviously in the World Cup, you know, you come up against Croatia, they beat yeah. us. Come up against Belgium twice. They beat us both times. Yeah. Um. You know, Nations League. Um. You know, when when we've come up against decent teams, I mean, Denmark beat us, Belgium beat us. So he's got to really show that all the manager before him, really. Whenever you come up against a an, an okay team, you beat them, and he's done that. But he's got to show that, especially with the attacking talent we've got, if we come up against a decent team, that he's got something else, and he's yet to show that, really, has he? Yeah. No, hundred percent. Great, no, great insight, Chris. Um, Joel and Ryan, come to you. Sort of different question. Um, England have had. I've mentioned it earlier in the stream. England have had a tradition of taking <laughs> players that players that are injured or, or, or coming back from injury to a major tournament. Um, Beckham, two thousand two. Wayne Rooney, two thousand and six. We've done the same with Henderson and Harry Maguire. Um, do you give Southgate a bit of leeway only because? Normally, with a with a squad, you get to pick twenty three. He's had to pick twenty six, um, or do you agree with Roy Keane's sort of assessment about uh, Jordan Henderson about taking injured players? Where where is your stance on that? Do, do you understand why he's done it with Maguire and Henderson, or are you kind of cutthroat and saying, you know what, don't be taking injured players? I'm gonna kick off with Joel. Thanks. Um... Why, mate? <laughs> It's a it's a, <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? Really, it's it, it's kind of it's going to be one of those sort of personal opinions, isn't it? You know, he, he's he's obviously picked um, you know Henderson based on you know that he's got he's got other sides to his game that he brings to it. Yeah, but I wouldn't have risked Henderson. I would have taken more of a chance with Maguire than I would I have done. That. Henderson. Yeah. And to be fair, instead of Henderson, I'd have bought in Ward Prabs. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, you've got you've got to pick people who are playing. You know, he's had a great season, Ward Prabs, and he offers you so much more. There's a lot of players that in that England team that can take that captain's role that Henderson kind of had around, surrounded by world class players. Yeah. Where this is the England team? It's it's very different setup. Um, I, I wouldn't have taken Henderson, in my opinion. Um, but Maguire, I think, I don't know. He, he's one of those players. If he's fit, he, he's a he's a great defender on his day, isn't he? It, it, and you can't you can't match how how good the fridge is. But <laughs> it, yeah, so I, I would in injured players. It's, it's always a funny one because it depends on what the injury is going into the tournament as well. But I always think you, you want to go with the freshest, you know, the players that are, are ready to go. You don't want any niggles going into a tournament. You, just, In my opinion, you just don't want to take that risk. 
No, no, it's well said. I, I agree. Like we, like I said, it's been a it's been a systemic problem with England managers taking players that are half cooked. I know the importance of having leadership in your in your team and your squads, but not to not not taking two of them. That I, I that I, I don't yeah. agree at all. Risk one, like I say, you could risk one, but knowing you've got the sort of backup, you you've got to have a reasoning behind why you're really taking the risk on that player. And Maguire yeah. has got that ability for in in defence that I don't think any other defender has. He he's got that quality. Where Henderson, I think, just Ward Prowse as the example. I think he's he's had a great season, and I think he deserved to be there. And he's fit. It just makes sense, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to kind of add to that as well is we're really thin in midfield, but our defensive options, you know, are quite good. So why take an injured midfielder when we could put? That's the position we actually need more players in. Yeah, you know, we've yeah. got very, especially in that sort of Henderson role. There's Declan Rice. There's um, literally that's there's Declan Rice, and I think Phillips is there as well, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. If we are taking a Ward Prowse, that's another option that can play in that role. So it, it it does baffle me. I know he picked Ben White, who can play there, but he's not done that in a while. So why yeah. risk it in a major tournament, his first tournament, and he's barely had England caps? So why play him out of position in his yeah. first major tournament and put the pressure on a very young kid? Henderson hasn't played since February either, has he? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Apart from the 45 minutes where he went and missed the penalty, where he shouldn't have taken it. I can see how Southgate was not not happy with that, man. When Alexander-Arnold came out injured, that was the perfect time to slot in another midfielder. That that was the perfect time. That was almost like a lesson learned. That was his chance to rebuild the bridge of... I want loads of I want eleven right backs in the team. He he kind of had the opportunity there to slot in a centre midfielder that would have helped us, you know, and offers so much. He's the free kick ability of Ward Prowse, the leadership, everything, everything's there. I'm obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, but what what a player he is that can utilise in so many different ways. And Henderson's one dimensional and injured. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. RJ, I'm going to bring you in. Um, sort of touch on that question a little bit, but I want to also ask you if, if it comes down to a, a de- decision out of either Foden or Grealish, because I don't think both of them will start. I don't I don't personally think both of them will start on Sunday, but that's just because I think that Southgate won't do that. But who would you start? Who who would you start out of those two in the starting eleven? You only allowed one. That question. <laughs> Why do I have to get that question? <laughs> that is so difficult. Because you're I mean, the only man that can answer it. Go listen, me, it. listen, me and Souls had that when we tried to pick an England team for Sunday. It weren't easy, mate. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> God. Um, I mean, I would have both, Ram, but it, I, I just, I think for I don't Southgate, think, yeah, Southgate will do that. Yeah, no, he won't because he's got a no, lot of faith won't. in Rashford and Sterling. So that's why I think it'd be one or the other. But that's because he'll play Mason Mount. Like to see if it was Mountain Foden, that's a tough one as well because I would have Grealish on the left and then Foden playing ten. You'd have to rotate between him and Mount, but even that, yeah. it's difficult. But if I really had to pick, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so tough. Do you know what? I, 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 know, I know who I would pick because I've already put it in the team anyway. Who I'd pick? You have got to pick RJ. That's the thing. 
So get no, on with no. it. No, I know. You know what? You know what? It doesn't matter who I pick, actually, because one could come off for the other. I'm going to go Grealish. Oh, yeah, what well, way out? I'd have Drew. What way out? It's true, though. Foden could play multiple positions. I'd pick Jack as well. I have to pick Grealish. I mean, Grealish has been sensational. and But, I mean, look at Foden, man. He's probably one of the most best technically gifted players we've produced in what knows how long. And yeah, that's just my well, personal well. opinion I've ever seen. Because I, I I didn't watch England much or football much when Gaza was playing. Yeah. I've heard many comparisons in that. So I can't really talk on that much. But, yeah, that's what I'd do, personally. Well, yeah, man. Um, so, was, yeah, no, no worries. So, so I'm going to bring you in, bro. What do you want to post to, to, to my to my great panel com, combined of Arsenal and the, and the Midlands? Oh, I'll pose them a two-way question. So, well, one thing I want to know is your sort of the most underperforming player of the tournament. So, uh, a player that you expect to do well but won't. And I also want to know who your who your sort of outsider best player. So, someone that's not really known, yeah, or or not appreciated should i say as much as maybe another player of the tournament so someone that's going to make a name or make a stage for themselves um in this tournament and obviously we can just go in the order so i can go with chris first on that one um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm going for, i'm going for two strikers here um Ooh. the first the first one um a guy that i, I love him i love him to bits he's, he's had a great season but for whatever reason um I can't see Harry Kane scoring many goals. Ooh. I don't know what it is. I've just got a feeling. I had I had the same feeling in I don't know when it was twenty ten maybe, and I was like Wayne Mooney won't score a single goal. Yeah, um, and I was right. Um, I just unless we get a penalty, I'm just not sure. I don't know if it's because. Oh come on, Chris! If your feelings come true, you've got to feel the other way. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> But if, but I just got a feeling that because he drops deep, yeah, he's lost Kane, yeah, yeah. and he's, he's like it worked for Spurs to an extent. You know, obviously he scored a lot of goals, players around him worked well. But I think with the players we've got with England, you know, whoever it be, Mount Foden, Grealish, Rashford, Sterling, whoever, you know, I think they him dropping deep takes away that space. Yeah, regardless of whether Southgate says you know get beyond Kane, all that kind of stuff, Rashford and Sterling would come inside. Um, and I just think it just just based on the friendlies, really. And I think I, I think with those friendlies as well, I know there's a lot of players missing because of you know yeah. European Cup finals and stuff like that. But I just think we kind of we missed a trick in in not playing some of the players who certainly will be playing um, and really trying things out. And that Kane seeing Kane drop deep, I kind of thought I don't know. It just seems it just seems like he's not in the box when you want him to be, and he's kind of almost in the way. Yeah. So. Harry Kane, I just for whatever reason, I've got a bad feeling for Kane. Obviously, you know, I want him to bang him in. The other one is a guy who's playing tonight. Ooh. Um Borat Yilmaz. Um he's had a good season for Lille. Lille, yeah. Good shot. Um great season. Um he's a he's a player I've been a fan of for years because he's just one of them. He's just you, you know, your, your typical won, kind of he won their player of the year, I think, as well. He did, yeah, he was well. Yeah. They, they, he was one of the like Lille made loads of money in the summer, players yeah. selling players left, right, center. He comes in on a free, he's had a great season. You know, they won the league against all odds, beating PSG. Um, I think he'll, you know, it's going to be tough up against Italy tonight for him. Um, but I think he'll do well. So I think he's one that people won't really think about. I know he's had a great season, but still, I think because he plays for Turkey, he's not a you know, a household name. 
Um, I think he, I think he'll have a decent season, score, score a few goals. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. I mean, he'll probably go off injured tonight or something. Now I've said that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. So that, those are my two. Good shout. Good shouts. RJ, come in, mate. Go on, bro. Um, you say person that will underperform. Is that what you said? Is like a, a biggish name or like someone that's like that's got a big name behind them or you're expecting them to do well but won't do well. And then you're sort of your star of the year, or should I say, someone that's not very well known that comes out and makes a name for themselves. Okay, so the one that might be underperforming, this might shock people, but I don't think he's had a great as a season as he could have. That's Kevin De Bruyne. I'll be honest. I don't feel he's going to do that well for some weird reason, but yeah. I think it's just because of the league season, he's been a bit up and down a bit. Ryan, Ryan, um, to add that quickly before you carry on, I, I don't actually think Roberto Martinez has actually utilised him that well for Belgium personally. No, I don't think so. No, I don't that's think a good point. No. That's a very good point. I mean, all the fuss will be around Lukaku, but again, like you said, is he going to manage these players well? I don't know. I just think Kevin De Bruyne will probably be the one that just... You'd expect him to pull off trees and that, but yeah, it's just not going to be as potent as he has been for Man City in the past compared to now. A uh, person who I'm personally going to watch and I think will have a good tournament, um, Barella? Is that how you say his name? Good shout. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good shout. I'm, good shout. For the season he's had it in Milan, I mean, I think, he, I think this is the time where he's going to get a lot of teams' his checkbooks or something. We, yeah. need, we need oh. to sign. Do you know, I know we need to sign him, but a lot of other clubs are going to be. Right, right, right. We'll get Marco Verratti from PSG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a dream. I've been watching that guy for years. Come on, yeah. Good lord. But those are my two. Good shouts. Good shouts. Uh, Joel, before I come to you, people, you should know what to do by now. And there you have it, people. Joel, hit me with your with Souls's question in terms of who's going to do well oh, and who's not going to do well. That didn't give me long enough, did it? Um... It's all right, mate. <laughs> it's all right, bro. I tried to get you. I tried to get you in before kickoff, mate. Go on, bro. Mate, I've got a boxing show. What's all this about? Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what the player to underperform? Um, big player Lewandowski. Yeah, Ooh. good shout. Ooh, okay. I, think, um, I think we're used to seeing the guy on form. He, he's pretty much the guy that almost drags Poland along, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if he doesn't hit form, Poland don't do anything. And I think they had a shocker last time out, if I believe. They weren't great. They weren't great. Didn't at all for him. And um, yeah, I think if he if if things don't work for him, things don't work for Poland. And um, I, I don't know. You just think: Is he now start? Is he on the decline? You know, is the team behind him enough to sort of produce the goals? And I, I just I can't see him doing it. I was thinking Lukaku, but you think after the season he's had, mm. he's going to be feeling it. And Belgium want to win something, don't they? Yeah. Joe, that's fair play. That's fair play because someone earlier said in the stream they think Lukaku might flop. Yeah, I I, I, I genuinely. He's had a great season. He seems to have found it uh, in Milan, didn't he? And and I just think he's he's I don't know. Belgium are kind of becoming 
the Holland B team. They've got all the players, yeah. but they just can't seem to play together. And it's madness because on paper, they should be caning everyone. There's no doubt yeah. about it. But yeah, I think Lewandowski, and um, I had to look up his name because I'm not very good with names. Go on, man. Uh, <laughs> is, is the Russian, uh, is it Golovin? Golovin, yeah. Good player. Oh. Good now, I, I, I really rate him and he seems, he seems to hit it in the tournaments, but then he never seems to move on to get to that. He's yeah. always been linked to a, a premiership club yeah. and then it goes really quiet. Yeah. And I just think, I know he's at Monaco and, and, and stuff like that, but I just think he's going to have another good, he's going to have another uh, good tournament. He's a quality player and he just seems to deliver for him. You know, so. No, guys, good shot. No, no, Joe, good shout, man. No, guys, I'm conscious of time because obviously we all want to watch Era 2020. So. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go, before I let you guys go, um, score prediction for England Croatia on Sunday, and I'll give you a plug for your channel. So I'm gonna start off with RJ. What's the score? What are you going for, mate? 2 1 England. Yes, it's a popular England score, England. mate. Popular score. 2 1. Good shout. Joe. I think uh <sighs> Tough. I, I, I think I think I don't normally agree with RJ. Uh, <laughs> you do. You love me. It's kind of, kind of well known. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think two ones fair. I think it's going to be a one goal deficit, whatever happens. But um, mm. I think two one. I think we'll probably leak a goal. It'll be in, he's going to go with Pickford, any and Pickford's yeah. going to have a clanger. Um, yeah, yeah, and but you know. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. I think 2-1. Good shout. Chris, going to come to you, mate. What's your what's your, what's your your prediction, mate? Um, going for one all. Um, we don't tend to win the opening game of yeah, tournaments. Yeah, John was saying. Um, yeah, he's good. John's laid out. Cro yeah. Croatia. I know they're an ageing side. They've still got some decent players. Yeah. Um, one all, which wouldn't be a bad point. I know we'd love to start off with a bang, but yeah, one all. Yeah, well, that's what I'm feeling. No. Can I just no, say we good. never won a penalty shootout until Southgate came in, or we struggled with them. So he has he, that's yeah. one thing to be credit to me, he has drilled that in um through watching, you know, speaking to American coaches. That he, that's one thing he has honed us. So I'll give um Gareth Southgate credit for that because I attention to detail is important. It is, I think he's trying to he tried to sort of change that culture of all oh, oh, it's penalties again, you know. It, he said, no, no, we need to kind of come a bit more correct and have a bit more, look into this a bit more deeper. So I'll give Southgate credit for that. But um, one thing before I ask you, before I get you guys to plug your channel, I just want to say to people in the chat, there's one player, um, there's one good player, I think he plays for Portugal. I think is it, he's linked with Arsenal, the Ruben Neves. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Arsenal fans, the Jack of sorry, I had to get that. I'm sorry, I had to get that one. Also. Yeah, good player, man. But um um, Chris, uh, where can the guys find you on social media or what have you doing with Villa and tell me what you're doing, mate. Where can people find you? Um, so I think I'm at Chris Ellis 250 on Twitter. Um, at the moment, uh, my channel was Villa Together. It's been shelved recently. Um, I'm mainly on Rivalry Aside TV. I think they're at Rivalry Aside TV. Um, ran by Spurs fan and a Liverpool fan. We've also got a United fan, a West Ham fan. Leicester fan um, on the channel um, so yeah a lot of, lot of fans so lot you know we, we kind of get together and do content you know the usual stuff watch alongs um, get 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 rivals together as well um, good channel uh, well run so um, 
so yeah, have a look uh, like subscribe yes people football community go and go and subscribe Joe and I come to you doing amazing things on your boxing channel mate and um, people go and subscribe to um, JG's Fight Talk Joe um, keep up the good work mate amazing stuff have to shout you out for getting that interview with Joseph Parker different class mate absolutely different class no it took a lot of pestering um, yeah, but, yeah, we got there in the end. We got there in yeah. the end. But no, I'm honestly, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter at JG's Fight Talk and um, Instagram. Check me out. I'm with the kids. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Go on, mate. Promote, yes. mate. That's it. Promote the merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, any boxing fans out there, please go and subscribe to Joe's channel. Amazing work, Joe. Keep up the brilliant work you're doing, mate. You, you well, you've put the yards in. I've seen that. Even if you don't think I'm watching. Us guys, we're watching your back, man. We we we're proud of what you're doing. So well done, mate. And RJ uh, thanks, was one. Thanks, thanks, thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, RJ, my bro's always um, for all there, always there from the beginning, mate. Plug plug your channel. Where can the guys find you? Well, on Twitter, it's there. RJ Wills, and of course, Ryan Williams AFC. I will be making content. Don't worry, the channel is not on hiatus because it's a poor season we had. So don't worry. More rants, more raves, and. <laughs> we'll think about the transfer stuff. Don't worry. But yeah, yeah. subscribe, guys. <laughs> no, people do that. Um, me and Souls will be back um, for the watch along for England Croatia. We'll be joined by RJ. I think you're coming on. I think for, hopefully we'll be right for that. And Ross Guna TV Media will be there for that. So it's going to be hot. So get your fans, get your drinks ready. We're going to enjoy this game against uh, Croatia. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in. Smash the like button. Subscribe to everybody's channels, all the guests that were on. Albert JTV, your host. Um, come and check out my YouTube channel. Gooden Souls, my co-host. Um, guys, that is Albert Talks podcast over and out. Hashtag Euro 2020 review. <laughs>